Gentlemen, welcome to Cartridge Club. The first rule of Cartridge Club is talk about Cartridge Club. The second rule of Cartridge Club is you talk about Cartridge Club. Third rule of Cartridge Club. Someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out. The cartridge is over. Fourth rule. Only two guys, two of cartridge. Fifth rule. One cartridge at a time, fellas. Sixth rule. No shirts, no shoes. Seventh rule. Cartridges. We'll go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule. If this is your first night at Cartridge Club, you have to cartridge. Oh. <laughs> it's nice to in rule six. <laughs> oh, well, I've time. already stopped and gone limp, so I think we have to stop right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Fantastic. All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in for episode two of the Cartridge Club. Uh, I'm P1. With me is my brother, P2. We are the Cartridge Bros. You can see us on YouTube or uh, our website, www.cartridgebros.ca. And every month we like to get together with uh, friends of ours uh, across the interwebs and invite everyone to play a game, and that's what we do. And then we talk about the game, kind of like a book club for nerds. <laughs> and uh, so tonight we have three guests with us in this episode, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. First up, we have Dean. Hey guys, yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm Dean. I have the Round 2 Gaming channel on uh, YouTube. No videos up yet, but uh, come the new year, I should get started on those. Been uh, been gaming for about 23 years. I started when I was uh, three years old, actually. Pretty cliche, but it was the uh, NES and Super Mario Bros. Uh, my neighbor, I don't remember much about him, but uh, he got Super Mario Bros. 3, and I think if you were to put uh, <laughs> kind of a, a date or a, a time where I knew gaming was for me, uh, that was it. Super Mario Bros. 3, but fast-forwarding a little bit, I, I moved away, moved to, to Banff, so pretty much across the country, and I uh, didn't have really any friends at the time. I was three years old, so not too social, and uh, had to wait until the, the next Christmas before my parents got me a, an NES. So for that, uh, for that first year, it was me and Super Mario Bros., and it wasn't until the following year that uh, I actually got 10 new games from my cousin. He sent them down for Christmas, and it's not like today where you can just go to GameStop or a flea market and pick up 50 new games and bring them home and play them all. Uh, you know, when you're stuck with the same game for a year and then you get 10 the next Christmas, uh, you know, it was fantastic. So, so yeah, uh, just uh, played a lot of NES as a kid and uh, met a friend that uh, I was four years old and grew up gaming with him. Um, he's still my best friend, actually. He just lives in the next town. And uh, it was great because he always had the other system. So whereas I had the Super NES, he got the Sega Genesis. I got the Game Boy, he got the Sega Nomad. Yeah, I've been uh, been able to keep most of my stuff. I'm looking at my uh, my shelf. I can see my uh, Nintendo Entertainment System box that I opened. So I've been really fortunate that way. But uh, getting into my systems, do you guys want to do that now? Or do you just want to do the roundtable? Um, yeah, you want to talk about your systems now? Go ahead, man. We're out rocking on. <laughs> His games room is pretty cool. impressive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my my favorite uh, favorite system again, pretty cliche, but uh, Super Nintendo. Um, more to do with the experiences I had, the time I was playing that. So I, I really liked to rent games like uh, Lufia or yes, uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Um, I, I know Mystic Quest isn't too popular nowadays, but at the time I loved it. Um, and and my favorite game for the Super NES, 
and I'll go on record to say probably my second favorite game of all time was uh, Super Mario RPG. So out of all the games I rented, uh, that was definitely the one I rented the most. Um, absolutely love that game. But uh, surprisingly, my favorite game isn't on the Super Nintendo. It's actually on the PS1. And uh, I hate to jump on the bandwagon, but it's it's got to be Final Fantasy VII. Um, just again, with the time that I spent and kind of the memories I have, it's, uh, it's definitely held up as my favorite game. It's a good choice. Especially yeah, when you mentioned choice. Lufia. Yeah. yeah, you had me at Lufia, Dean. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, fantastic game. All right, so that's Dean. Dean, thank you very much. We saw a picture of Dean's game room while he put a post on Facebook, and it's like all four walls are wrapped around in games. Yeah. Pretty it's crazy. crazy. It's pretty wow. impressive. Yeah. You got pictures of that, Dean, somewhere? Yeah, yeah, it's on uh, it's on my Facebook, but I can uh, send you some after the show here. It's, uh... Sure. It's a work in progress, but definitely, definitely getting up there. I'm no John Hancock yet, but uh, oh yeah, that <laughs> guy. Um, uh, so next up we have Kevin. Uh, yeah, um, I'm Kevin. I uh, have a YouTube channel called uh, Buried on Mars. I uh, got a few videos on there, so you can check that out. Um, I've been gaming my whole life. Um, unlike everybody, I think uh, that's on YouTube and and making videos. Uh, I I didn't start playing with the NES and or Sega or anything like that. I was on computers. Um, my parents didn't believe in video game consoles. <laughs> they <laughs> they believed uh, that a computer was a was a better investment because you could do other things like spreadsheets and stuff. And <laughs> you know, I would just zone out on my dad when he'd start going on about spreadsheets. And, you know, I'd just be like. Yeah, but the Nintendo could play Castlevania. <laughs> but yeah, he he didn't get that. He, he you know, it would just turn into a conversation about how once you're finished Castlevania, then you got to spend sixty dollars on another game. <laughs> so I made the best of it. I had a, a Vic Twenty. I don't know if any any oh, of you know what yeah. a Vic Twenty is, but uh, it was a precursor to the Commodore sixty four. Eventually, right. I got a Commodore sixty four, and I played the crap out of that thing for a long time. Uh, and then we finally got, um, we called them IBM computers, but I guess they're known as PCs. They ran DOS and I ran, I played a whole bunch of games on there like, uh, uh Wolfenstein 3D and Duke Nukem 3D and, uh, Doom and all those kinds of games, lots of first person shooters and whatnot. Uh, and so I didn't get my first console until I was in college. I bought, uh, I, you know, guys were going to the pawn shop or whatever, trading in all their old video game stuff for uh, what was big at the time, which was the PlayStation 1. And uh, I picked up uh, an SNES from a guy who was, he was trying to sell it for $25. The pawn shop was going to give him $25 for it, and I offered him $30 for it. So he gave me a Super Nintendo and a uh, handful of games. I, I can't remember. It was There was Super Mario World and a bunch of others. Uh and then I, I just I collected consoles like that. I, I got an NES that from a roommate that was going to throw it out. Uh, my buddy was getting rid of his TurboGrafx-16. I, I picked that up, and yeah. I would pick up all these consoles. The only thing, though, like I, I still have all the consoles, but I, I never kept any of the games. I would rent them, I would borrow them from friends, or I would trade them away. And uh, now I'm playing catch-up. Now I'm trying to catch up and and get all the games that I used to play. So that's a real challenge because you can find the consoles and stuff for a pretty decent price, but finding games, man, it, it can be hard. But uh, yeah, and I, you know, right now I have 
uh, all the modern systems, but I, I don't know if I'm going to jump on the bandwagon and, and get on to the next uh, next gen because right now I just want to concentrate on on older games. But for newer games, the games well, I, I guess I should say the the two games that I absolutely love. My two favorite games are um, uh, Super Metroid. Absolutely love that game. Nice. Uh, I played it so many times all the way through. I I can't even. I lost count at some point. I still can't wall jump, though. I don't know how guys do that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I suck at that. That's funny. Me and P1 had that discussion recently. You're not alone. Yeah. You are not alone. Okay, good. <laughs> and uh, my, my other favorite game, a game that just blew me away, and it's still every game that I play has to live up to this game, and that is the, the very first Half-Life. That was the very first game that I ever played where I actually cared about the character that I was playing. You know... Before that, you know, you're playing Doom and whatever. You're just this dude that kind of looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're going through a game. But, you know, that was the first game. I don't know. Have you, anyone here ever played the first Half-Life? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was the first game where, you know, like Gordon Freeman to me was just like, you know, an average Joe. He was going into work and they, they did that big, long intro. And, right. uh, you know, like he's just going in there and everyone's like, hey, Gordon, how's it going today? And, you know, he's just walking through and he's getting ready to start his job and he puts on his suit and all of a sudden hell breaks loose. Mm -hmm. And uh, that to me was just like, wow, this is like the next step of video games. This is where video games should be. And it's kind of cliched now because it seems like every first person shooter that comes out now does that big, long intro. But, yeah. and to, you know, try to suck you in. But, but that to me, that was the first. Yeah. yeah, it was the first. It was the first of its kind. I mean, before that, I mean, you play Quake and it was just like you drop you in and start shooting. That's, mm -hmm. you know. This was like, there was a purpose. Like, you were trying to get this guy out of this huge complex, and all he had was a crowbar to start. And then he'd, you know, pick up a handgun, and then all of a sudden the monsters got crazy. And I, I still remember the moment where, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm ranting a bit, but you can oh, cut shit. this out later. But uh, <laughs> I still cool. remember the moment where uh, you, you saw the security guys. Like, they were the, the military guys, mm -hmm. and they were all in their suits. And I'm walking up to them, I'm like, are these guys going to help me or are they going to, and then they turn around and they start shooting at me. I'm like, Nope, <laughs> I, got, I got to fight them too. I remember and, that. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just uh, absolutely adore that game. And yeah. So like every, like I said, every game has to live up to that for me and uh, for modern games. Now uh, I love uh, the mass effect series. Uh, I even like the bad ending that everyone hated. Uh, I love, and um, Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Those are to oh, me are like yes, just, yeah. Those yes. they're just games that there's something about them that they're they're new, but they're still retro. It still has that retro challenge to them. Although love it. they're, I, I don't find them that hard. They're just intimidating a little bit. You know, like you just got to go in, you got to plan, you got to think ahead, and man, that game catches you slipping. If you fall asleep, <laughs> you know, even for a second, if your it's mind true. starts wandering on something else, like another game or whatever. You fall off an edge, and you're starting back at that friggin' bonfire. But yeah, that's what that's it for me. That's great. That is. Um, um, no, go ahead. Do you have the uh, Dark Souls two pre-ordered? Just out of curiosity. You know what? I don't pre-order games. I, oh, really? I, I hardly ever. But I have that one pre-ordered. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> it, it uh, came with the exclusive. There's like a bunch of. Uh, I don't know. There was a bunch of crap with it, and I said I, I got to get that. <laughs> I was sold too. Also, yeah. I just watched your uh, your Halloween special, which was really good, by the way. Oh, thank um, you very much. I'm not actually sure which is scarier: the opening, or that, where that skit that you did, or that actual gameplay, which was terrible. <laughs> it, it was definitely the gameplay, man. And that was my <laughs> second time playing that game. And and not only that, I had 
I had I don't know if you noticed, but there was a lot of different aspect ratios while I was playing the game because I got a new capture card and I was having trouble capturing video, and that's why I did on my channel I did a little um, uh, uh, preview of it because I needed an extra week to try to fix all the the video problems uh, that I was true. having with it. That's all that's part funny. of being on YouTube, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. We know what that's like. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He has a great capture card. I have capture card issues every video that I do. I think yeah. I've seen Darren talk about that before, too. Oh, yeah. That's a huge hurdle for me. <laughs> well, you're doing the older consoles, right? So it yeah. seems like they build all these new ones. Like, my Xbox, no problem. I could capture video on that Xbox all day. But anything that's not an HDMI... Like I have a I have an adapter for it, but it just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like I just recorded a uh, Vesperia review for the 360, and that looked so much better than anything else I've put out, just because it's on the Xbox, and I had no problems recording it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Look good. I actually just watched that today too, and that game looks amazing, and it almost makes you want to get a 360 just to play it. It's, it looks it's just almost like worth Goofy. it. Oh, yeah, it's a very very similar art style, both by uh, Bando Namkaya uh, producing. Oh, that's true, too, yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, so our third guest, uh, uh, last but definitely not least, uh, Darren. Hey, guys, uh, I'm Darren from the YouTube channel The Gaming Pilgrimage, where I had started uh, way back in April of 2013. Near the end there, I started my Tales of Retrospective, where I have gone back and just been looking through all the Tales games and giving them a review, because I feel that those games never really got put in spotlight ever until recently. And I wanted to promote it and just let more people know about the games. And that's basically my YouTube history. I got like three more games that are currently Western releases to cover. And then I'm uh, all caught up until Zillia 2 comes out. But as for my past with all the video games, I, I think I'm the youngest one here out of all of us. I would uh, have to think, because my oh, first geez. game was Pokemon Blue for the Game Boy Color. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that was your first game, oh wow. Well, I had I was yeah. about like five or six when I played that, Okay. and that was at the point, <laughs> I think everyone's in shock, but uh, <laughs> that, was, that was at the point where all my friends had either uh, Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis, and my first system was just a uh, handheld, so... I've always been very attached to the handhelds, and I still own all my uh, old Nintendo ha- handhelds. And I think the first hardcore game I really played was Fire Emblem for the Game Boy Advance, oh. which uh, still stands as probably my favorite game ever. Wow. That's a good game. Uh, that and Sacred Stones. I love love those games. And I'm a, as you may guess, I like kind of, I kind of like the Tales games. They're all right. <laughs> I can tell. There's a couple good ones. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, I've never owned the Nintendo consoles up to, like, the Wii. I own them now that I, uh, I've been going backwards, kind of like Kevin. I've been playing catch-up on the old consoles. But uh, I've always been a Sony guy just because of the time I grew up, and that was the prominent system. So I, that's where I got my uh, RPG bearings, and ever since then, those have been my favorite games. Like all, all the action RPGs, tactical RPGs, Japanese RPGs, kind of like RPGs. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so like some of my favorites were Fire Emblem, some of the Tales games, Persona, Shimogami Tensei, you name it. I'm, I kind of consider myself an RPG aficionado. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, that's me. I used to think that I was uh, 
an RPG, like, I was the guy, I loved RPGs, and it turns out, because uh, I've recently just played Tales for the first time, and I've recently just uh, started playing through, I played the original Dragon Warrior when I played it, with the Dragon Quest and the uh, fourth one on NES, but I just started playing through the remakes on the DS now, um, and I just uh, played my first Suikoden and my first Shin Megami Tensei, and it turns out I wasn't actually an RPG fan, I just really liked Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, There's so. a lot of people like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I love JRPGs. And, and P2 would be like, well, what ones are you into? And I'm like, Final Fantasy. He's like, what other ones? Final uh, Fantasy 8. <laughs> yeah, that counts, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's everybody. We're all here. Um, and now uh, I'm going to turn the floor over to P2, and he's going to tell us what game we've all been playing this month and uh, a little bit about that game itself. All right, well... Where it's October, we were thinking we'd do something scary this month, so we decided to play Silent Hill 2, which is kind of a classic survival horror game by Konami. Uh, when did it come out? I think it came out in 2001 for the PlayStation 2 originally, and now you can get it on pretty much anything, I think. It came out on PS2, Xbox, uh, PC, and then the <laughs> HD releases on PS3 and 360, so yeah, if you own anything, you can pretty much get your hands on it. And yeah, I remember scaring the crap out of me as a kid, so I was happy to revisit it. And and yeah, how about you guys? Did you play it back in the day, or was this your first time through? First time. Yep, first time for me. Oh, really? Wow. I played. Uh, I played it back in the day um, myself. I, you know what? I actually I was never a bubble horror fan uh, when I was younger. And I remember hearing about Silent Hill, and I, I know what's going to happen in the podcast as well, but I always get Silent Hill and Siphon Filter mixed up. Just the names. <laughs> I, I understand two completely different games, different genres, but uh, I, I had heard about Silent Hill, um, I guess it would have been back in 99, 2000, and I went to rent it. I heard it from my friend Kyle. He's saying, oh, it's a scary game. you got to play it. you got to play it. <laughs> so I went and rented si- uh, Siphon Filter. And I went home and I played it, and I was like, man, what is he talking about? This game is... What? It was a little terrifying. I went up to him the next day and I was like, fire. Yeah, yeah, that's it, eh? Got the air tasing and you're catching people on fire. But um, I, I was more of like a Parasite Eve fan. And uh, that's good. Yeah, I was, I was talking to him. He's like, no, you're not even playing the right game. So that was, that was my you're first all the right experience games. with. I love this. Yeah. 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 Lufia, Parasite Eve, you're on my level, my friend. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. If that whole fiance thing doesn't work out, you let me know. you'll have my skype after (laughs) yeah i did a biology report on uh mitochondria because of parasite eve (laughs) oh really yeah i get a d oh wow (laughs) (laughs) turns out it does not mutate yeah no not even close (laughs) uh but yeah i I played uh silent hill 2 probably about a year after it came out so 2002 and to be honest i didn't really care for it i wasn't really at the age or the mentality to start analyzing things and really digging deep i just kind of saw what was on the surface which to me at the time was just a survival horror game you know clunky controls and a pretty bad voice acting which is i guess a trope of of survival horror games of that era anyway but uh yeah i, I didn't see much of it and playing it around this time i know uh talking to some of you you guys had different experiences but uh this time for me was way better yeah, me as me as well. I really enjoyed it this time. I know I played it through originally uh, when it first came out, but I don't really remember it. Uh, a lot of the P two GameCube era was for me um, hazy. Yeah. <laughs> my, mother, my mother listens to this podcast, so we're just gonna stick with hazy. 
<laughs> so yeah, approved. yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed it this time through. Um, and she actually watched P two play it the first time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I loved it the first time through. I uh, I don't know what it was, but I loved it. But I played through it again, and I just finished it actually this morning. And I I don't know. I couldn't get into it nearly as much as I did the first time. But uh, that's being said, it isn't a bad game by any means, and I, and I and I enjoyed a lot of aspects of it. But I think the shock factor was gone because my memory of it was so clear, and I remembered almost everything that was coming up. And I think that kind of took away from the survival horror aspect from the game and I couldn't get into it as much okay so I'm gonna, we're going to talk about uh, the story of the game here for anybody who's listening and you haven't played the game and if you haven't figured it out at this point there's going to be all kinds of spoilers in this podcast so <laughs> keep listening I'm sorry <laughs> I don't want you to stop Just listening. Just plug your ears and yell la 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 really quick. Yeah, that's right. You'll know when it's going to be a spoiler because it's going to start with, do you remember when? <laughs> Wasn't but, there uh, that time when? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So the story of Silent Hill 2, um, you're playing as James Sunderland and you get a letter from your dead wife that says, I miss you, come visit me, I'm at our special place in Silent Hill. And he goes looking for her. Uh, and when he gets there, he runs into some other people and obviously the he runs into Silent Hill itself and... Um, the town is like a, almost a living entity. So he now, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, the story is basically him trying to find his wife in this town and trying to figure out what's going on and where, who all these other people are. And uh, you play through as James, and that's the story of the game. Um, yeah, so I like the story. I think it's good, and I think it... Uh, I enjoyed that it made me ask questions, like when I said to my girlfriend... If you got a letter from me and you thought I was dead, would you go looking for me in a place like Silent Hill? And it was a resounding yes for her. And I was like, you're crazy because there's no way in hell I'd go looking for you. That was the question I was going to ask. Like, it, the, the first time I, I saw a monster, I would have just turned around and left. I would be sorry, honey, but <laughs> game over. The first time I saw the fog, I would have just said, nah. Yeah, it's too foggy. Can't see. It's too foggy. It is too Man, what's going on? All this fog. Just the animal sounds on that path, on that first path. Uh, oh my God. First of all, I don't know what washroom he was at when he pulled over. And, and he's hanging out like he's washing his hands. Like, did you use the bathroom there? <laughs> did you see what's in the toilet? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I know, I, I, sweetie, I love you and you're fantastic, but there's no way. I, I've seen too many Silent Hill games and movies to know that I'm not, I'm not going there. Uh, it means I've done something terrible to you, and I'm sorry for it. But I'm not going there. <laughs> so, uh, what about you, P two? Would you go in to find? Uh, would you go in to find your fiance? Oh, now why'd you got to bring that up? <laughs> you know what? If I killed her and I was all messed up and psychotic, oh, spoiler I would alert! Her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leave it at that. But did he know he killed her at the beginning? No, no, but he thought she died of an illness. That's why he was crazy, though. He he was insane. Yeah, yeah. that's what. It was yeah, like. of course, yeah. I believe anyway. So, so you would go. You're saying you would go. If I killed her, yeah. I wouldn't just go in there if all of a sudden I got a letter from her. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Dean? Would you go in for your for your fiance? <laughs> well, I'll give you both answers and you can just edit in the right one here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh no, definitely not. Not a chance. And, and to be honest, I think that's what kind of turned me off the first time I played it through. I was I just I found it so retarded that anybody would do that. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah. Well, even no. now after finding true love, you're still like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Or, or 
I'd at least find a better weapon than a two by four. I love that. I love that stick. That stick was the interesting weapon I used through the entire, except for the bosses and those things hanging from the ceiling. (laughs) The the two by four you used. Yeah. Yeah. That stick was useless, wasn't it? The pole or whatever it was. Yeah. It was too slow and clunky. And it, uh, it kept going between, like you wanted to swing it and he would do the jab thing and I would miss the guys every single time. What did you, what, what are anybody else's thoughts on the story? I think it was the strongest aspect of the entire experience by a, by a mile. Yeah, it took survival just, horror and put a twist on it that made you think more rather mm-hmm. than you're just being aimless killing. You know, Kevin's. Well, back. I think the story yeah. it just highlighted the town so well and made it feel like that the central antagonist of the entire game was just the town itself. Like it's manipulating you into doing it's everything, true. just leading leading you along with like a trail of breadcrumbs to follow. I agree. I, I remember hearing a ton of theories as to what the town was when I was younger. And one of them was that you just see your sins, and that's why mm. uh, the little girl can run around and nothing happens to her. But the things walking around are actually people living in the town, and you're sort of just beating the <laughs> hell out of them. <laughs> but you don't know because you're seeing – anyway, I don't know if that's – Well, any I think one all, really but... popular thing is is that the entire town's just kind of a reflection of your inner psyche, and all those yeah. monsters are just like your – inner demons or whatnot. Right. And that's and exactly what your yeah. head was. Cause oh, yeah. he says, you know, I don't need you anymore. I need you to punish me and whatnot. But, but yeah, it's, it certainly makes you think, and that's the difference between this and say resident evil. Oh, it's for sure. More There's of a no psychological thriller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No Jill sandwiches. <laughs> no. Well, did you guys play uh, any of the other, um, silent hill games? Oh yeah. Nope. Yep. None. Yeah. I played one and three as well as this, but the the only one I I, I played before was um, Shattered Memories on the PSP, and that was like really evident that everything was in that game was going on in his head. Oh really? And, yeah, um, from what I remember, anyways. <laughs> but uh-huh. uh, uh, this one, yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't tell for sure if it was like something was messing with him or if it was all in his head, but. You know, until you got to the end, and I think it was pretty evident that it, I thought it was everything that was going on, everything that was happening was all in his head. Yeah, it seems so. And then the There's weird part the other is exactly at the end, you can leave with Laura or Maria, so it it just means that they were real, but they seem like they would have just been figments of his, you know, mind. So it kind of puts yeah. another spin on it where it, it could be real. I don't know. So I, I think most of the characters are actually just other people who are lost in Silent Hill too, and it's like you're all lost within like kind of this hell of your own mind. Yeah, I mean, with the uh, what's the oh, what's the one woman's name you meet at the very beginning of the game? Angela. 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 Angela yes. Yeah. yeah, like every time you meet her, she's like completely different almost. That's now, true. Don't you think she was kind of going? She was kind of going through the same thing he was, but she, you know, like they would just yeah. like, their past would just meet. At yeah. Certain points. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're just getting we're showing up the wrong moments for her. Yeah, yeah. I because I, <laughs> I right took moment. it as they were all living through their own hells of what had happened to them, yeah. and you were just intersecting with them at certain times. And Maria just happened to look remarkably like his wife, I guess, and kind yeah. of have memories and stuff. Yeah, that was weird. She was weird and kept coming back to life. 
So the, yeah. so the moral of the uh, story that's... was don't euthanize your wife. There it is. Or the power of love defies death. Oh. Right. Oh, that's what I, so uh, now you go really, uh... for your fiance. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I think the, the game shines a lot is just the, the interpretation. I mean, even the little things. I don't know. Did you guys watch the making of Silent Hill 2 at all? Have you seen that? No. No. No, it's a, it's a, well, it's not fantastic, but it's a 45 minute video. You can find it on YouTube and it's kind of a behind the scenes, but it, it just kind of delves into a lot of the little nuances that uh, the, you know, Team Silent put in there. And, and just some of these things, like when you find the flashlight at the beginning in the, in the apartments there, mm-hmm. um, in your inventory, you have the picture of Mary, and you can see kind of the upper half of her body, and she's wearing this this shirt. And where you find the flashlight is on a mannequin, which is wearing Mary's shirt. Right. And it's kind of you know fun to think about that you know through all the chaos, through all the darkness, you know Mary's kind of your your guiding light through oh, through the whole wow. thing. So you you can kind of interpret little things like that, or or huh. even the fact, and they touch on this in the making of, is that you know Mary was on her deathbed for for three years and and james being a guy he's going to have some sort of sexual frustration there so a lot of uh the character designs or rather the enemy designs and things like that it's all uh kind of a manifestation of james's sexual frustration from the the mannequins that you first meet you know the two female legs there to um the the nurses i mean you put a paper bag over their head and they're good to go i mean (laughs) i don't even need Uh, need the paper bag i love those nurses (laughs) (laughs) or even you know the first encounter with pyramid head you know where he's raping those legs i mean it's it's all kind of manifestation of of james's frustration i never realized how much it was so emphasized that's a really good oh wow yeah to watch that and it took us half an hour to talk about the raping (laughs) (laughs) this is uh, our second episode and it's all canadians uh from the east coast all the way to the west coast and we actually have one member from the center of the world so we are quite lucky (laughs) so take off eh (laughs) (laughs) yeah you have to be canadian to listen to this episode yeah or at least to appreciate it yeah uh i actually this the story was so good. Like I was playing it, and um, when I finished, I also finished it today because I was out sailing, um, and I played it with the girlfriend, and she even got into the story and watching it, and uh, she really enjoyed it. And I, I like that. I like that a game can be both at the same time cinematic for people watching, and still make the person playing feel like they're contributing something to it. So it wasn't just like Heavy Rain, where I felt like I was just shaking my controller. It was a game that I felt was a game, but it was still good enough that people could watch. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Now, the only thing I found a little annoying about the story, and this is, seems to be like a thing with, with uh, Japanese horror, is it's the kind of game where, you know, the character, like, the main character would come in and run in and he'd see somebody, and the character would be on the ground, and he'd be like, hey, are you okay? And they'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just feeling a little down. Like, oh, really? Well, let's talk about it. And meanwhile, you're like, hey, there's freaking monsters out there. Like, do you know what's going on in this town? Like, they never, you know, discuss, you know, the the big elephant in the room. They're, that's like, true. busy with, like, all these abstract things. That's, I, I think that that's the thing that maybe turns off a lot of people from those kind of games. And if you're not going to get into that kind of, um, uh, I don't know, what whatever you call it, like, that kind of dialogue and that kind of, uh, that kind of story, then, you know... 
That's all I was going I, with that. <laughs> I, I think a, a, a lot of the reason this game is, you know, plays with your fears so much is that it's not, well, I mean, there, it is gory, but it doesn't really focus solely on gory. It really, what it tries to do is mess with your conventions. And, you know, you, you totally expect James to be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there's monsters out there. Let's get out right. of here. But rather, it's more, I guess you could say, like a dream state or something where He's just not reacting like any normal person right. would. And that kind of really I messes with your convention. I think he accepts convention. them all as uh, hallucinations, doesn't he? Or at some point he says something among those lines that he just recognized. I think in one of the endings. When he, he in the final pyramid head scene, he uh, he says, I, I don't need you anymore. I needed someone to punish me for what I did, but I, I'm past that now. So he, at that point, he, he acknowledges that pyramid head was a portion of his psyche. And I think he realizes that what he's been seeing is he's brought on himself. Mm, okay. Um, I just think it's the Japanese mentality. Like, uh, Japan, you just had a nuclear reactor meltdown and a tsunami in a week and a half. Do you need help? No, nah, we're good. Just feeling a little <laughs> just, depressed. <laughs> just gonna go. Just gonna go watch anime or something. I'll get over this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you notice that some of the dialogue was really awkward at certain points? Like when you first meet Angela, and she's like, "Oh." Hey, yeah. looking for my mama. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they actually talk about that in the, the making of. and the, the Well, first off, the script was never translated. It was translated more or less word for word. It wasn't really put oh. into good oh, voices. Yeah. Um, but another thing, and this isn't to talk you know bad about Japanese or anything, but it was all recorded in a Japanese studio with English actors. And not being their first language i don't think they could really tell that it was terrible voice acting when they were recording it sure. you know it wasn't ported over to america and or you know done by done over here on this side of the ocean it was uh, it was all done over there so you know props to to them for for doing it i guess but yeah it really didn't translate now, very well um, sean did you say the hd remake had better voice acting than the original yes player two I definitely uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oops. Yeah, uh, I the voice acting in uh, in the in the HD collection on the PlayStation was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, so they redid the voice acting for. Oh the... yeah, yeah. Oh. And you and you have the option, and I like this. You have the option at the start to do new voices or original voices. So I never chose oh, original, really? but I chose new. <laughs> so did they did they do new motion capture as well? Because I know the voice actors in the original they did uh, you know the voiceovers with motion captures, so. uh, or did they just do it studio version? I'm not certain. It was probably just studio because it was sort of choppy with the mouths. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. but it was. So it what was version good. did you guys all play? I played. I played the... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. I did the PS2 version, the original. The polite podcast on the net. <laughs> <laughs> Canadian. Yeah. Uh, I played the HD remake. Okay. Uh, PS2 PS2 for me. Yeah, Yeah. PS2. Uh, That's all I had, so. All right. Yeah, no, I thought I'd change it up. I I did the uh, Restless Dreams on the Xbox because I haven't played that one yet. Hmm. uh, Which comes with that extra story about Maria. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, yeah. Did you you go through it? Uh, Yeah, I played through it. Um, Is that on the HD remake as well? Yeah, it is. Uh... Buried memories or something, or born with a born, dream, or born with a wish or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like born that. from yeah. a wish. Yeah, from yeah. Life. I didn't. I did not play through it because um, I, I did not enjoy Maria as a character. I found her to be quite horish. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. No. Uh, 
I just didn't play through because I didn't have time. Um, I actually love Maria quite a bit. Was there any <laughs> interesting uh, backstory to that, Dean? Uh, no, I mean, to be honest, I felt it was a little unnecessary. Um, I, I was fine with the original experience. Um, you, you go around the apartments and you do pretty much the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. To, to me, it wasn't necessary at all. Um, it could have been summarized in uh, you know, a couple captions or maybe even a letter that James finds or something. I don't know. But, yeah, I see. Yeah, just some good, extra yeah. stuff to sell the, sell the system. What uh, what did you guys think of the characters? Um, like, did, was there any you liked, any you hated? Uh, well, you so. just said you hated Maria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't actually hate Maria. She uh, she was irritating because I just felt like I don't know. She it was James was there and he was looking for his wife and he runs into this girl that looks exactly like her. And she has some of her memories, and she talks like her. And one minute she's like, James, you have to help me, you have to protect me. And then the next minute she's like, well, come on, you little punk, open the fridge. You can't open the fridge on your own? And I was just like, you're really getting under my skin, Maria. <laughs> I wish Angela had been the girl that we had to escort, because I really, and even her story, I felt, was, was the best of the arcs, how her father had abused her, and she mm-hmm. clearly, or I think she she eventually killed him, and what I think might have happened was burned down their house or whatever, but uh, she just felt more vulnerable to me, like she actually needed protection, whereas Maria felt like she was, I don't know, she was just, she was. I think she was tougher than James in some cases. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, it doesn't. It probably helps that she gets to come back to life like how many times? Yeah, no joke. And then doesn't remember it. I just saw you get stabbed, James. You crazy? <laughs> James, scope in the fridge already. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Eddie was another one that uh, I actually really enjoyed Eddie's character, and I almost vomited when I, we first met him. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. That was pretty gross. Yeah. What about anybody else? Uh, how did you guys feel about Maria? Yeah, Why I didn't Maria care for her. Did they uh, explain that, Dean, in the... Because uh, I don't think we really got a good explanation in the game. Essentially, she just... Uh, how it explained it, she just kind of woke up and everybody was gone and she's contemplating, you know, suicide or... I guess like any normal person would. Like, do I just <laughs> off myself here or do I try and fight it out? But uh, that that's really all it says. Okay. And um, she's... It, Throughout the the Born from Wish, um, she keeps mentioning people like Laura and Eddie and things like that. So, mm. you know, it's it's kind of confusing as to where she's getting all these memories from. Is she really just a you know a reincarnation of of Mary or you know what what's going on there? Um, yeah, she she doesn't really seem like a normal person. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just mm. like um, for uh, interpretation. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I initially felt that Maria was the uh, more sexual and aggressive side of Mary, and Laura was the innocent, sweet side of Mary. And you mm-hmm. were trying to decide between which one to save throughout the whole thing, is how I felt. And uh, when P2 told me that Maria was a real person, I got very upset. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the game was going in a direction where you would have to decide, to, like choose between saving one or the other. I thought that's where it was going, and I don't know. didn't really... Uh... That kind of brings yeah. me to uh, the different endings because there is an ending where you could, you essentially you can leave with Maria or you can leave with Laura or you can kill yourself. There's a few different endings, which actually makes me wonder, what endings did you guys get? I know that uh, P1 got the same as me, which is the one where uh, you actually leave the town with Laura 
and uh, Mary reads the letter that she wrote during the credits. But just out of curiosity, uh, let's start with Darren. What did you get for the ending? I got the uh, in water ending. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Bud's a bit of a downer. <laughs> That's a little depressing. <laughs> Yeah, that's explain funny. quickly what, what happens in that one. Uh, well, basically, it's uh, has similar elements to the first one, where he kind of he accepts what happens to his wife, and but he takes the news in a different matter. <laughs> and as you may have guessed by the title of it, <laughs> it involves water, and James decides to go for a swim <laughs> and not come back up. Oh, I see. It's one way to reunite, I guess. Because they're, I think, but I think there's kind of like a, it's a kind of a sweet thing where it's like, oh, we'll be peaceful in the afterlife together, after I die horribly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's my favorite ending because I don't know. I just think if after living through all that, I don't know if I could walk out of that town and knowing <laughs> I what I did. Definitely don't think you could walk out there and then yeah. go live a normal life or do anything, live in society in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Team Silence said the canon ending was was uh, the water ending. Oh, wow, right in. Perfect. Is there a canon ending? I thought it was always yeah, kind of just whatever you interpret would be the ending. Yeah, I mean, it is, but James is uh, brought up again in uh, Silent Hill 4. And, oh, I did uh, It kind of references to that. Yeah, yeah, actually one of his relatives is... Uh, Silent Hill 4 is the, the one where you're stuck in that stupid room there. Oh, the one room. Of, uh, yeah, I never really played that. Is actually like the manager, uh, one of the landlords or something, and it's, it's all about... Um, uh, what's it? Not Henry Townsend. The uh, Walter Sullivan, the guy who killed the kids there. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. It's all takes place around that guy. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a tie in there. Very cool. I, I didn't think any of the games tied into each other. They just seemed to be stories that revolved around this mysterious town. That's yeah. No, that is uh, interesting. Talks about some of the same characters. So. What uh, What ending did you get there, Dean? Uh, you know what? I was pissed. I got the water ending too. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, which, load. Is, which is the same ending I got uh, all those years ago. So, um, you know, I did YouTube the other endings just to check them out. It, yeah. it, it's kind of a piss off because it, it's almost like they penalize you for, you know, doing extra searching around and stuff. Yeah. There's there's certain notes and and diaries and uh, audio recordings and things that if you look at, you know, it kind of plays more toward this water ending. Um, but did you guys know about the knife? Uh, Angela's knife that she gives you? I did know about that, and I examined the hell out of that thing. I was trying to get did killed. You? I was actually oh. trying to get the water ending, and uh, oh, yeah, really? I, I was still unable to get it. Yeah, because I oh, okay. I had to listen to her whole speech in that hallway. I couldn't. I couldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so explain what what about this knife? Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, there there's a scene where you meet Angela, and she's kind of contemplating suicide, um, and she has this this big knife and. You eventually get it from her, uh, and it goes in your inventory, but it, it serves no purpose throughout the whole game. But uh, what your item menu allows you to do is either use something or examine it. And if you examine the knife um, uh, a couple times, it kind of plays more toward uh, this this water ending, where you know you're kind of looking at this knife, contemplating suicide yourself. And I thought it was pretty neat that Team Silent put it in there because um, you know not many games really use those sort of things to to determine an ending. So. I thought it was pretty cool. Because that uh, knife, that knife pissed me off. Because yeah, didn't you I try get, and use it against Pyramid Head or something? That's what I thought you were. It was oh for. yeah, I had, <laughs> yeah. I had just finished playing a link to the 
to the past. And if you play Zelda games, you know that <laughs> the boss, whatever boss you're going to fight, right? Yeah. The the item that you just got, whether it's the hook shot or whatever, that's going to be the thing that you have to use to defeat the boss. Yeah. So I come into this room. She just gave me this knife. And I'm like, this is the key. This is the thing that's going to take this guy down. <laughs> I'm doing everything. And he's like, I'm just pick up the knife and stab him or something. And so I'm trying to like shoot him. And like, it's, you know, you can hear the, the bolts going off of his, his head and, you know, nothing's weak. And you know, I, I tried about four or five times and then I gave up and I'm like, okay, I got to look, up. I got to find out how you, so I go on game facts, just stick to the corners of the room. He'll eventually just oh, no. go away. What a I'm like, off. what? <laughs> Yeah, he just goes away after a while. I'm cute. Never bring a knife to a pyramid head fight. Lesson <laughs> yeah. learned. And then, and then, so the knife finally came when it came into play, and it was like, "Well, give me the knife," and I just said, "No, I'm not giving you the knife. Screw you. I, I'm keeping it now. This thing sucks. It's mine. Yeah, I'm keeping it right to the end." That's funny. So you got the water ending that too, gun too? room without the flashlight. With the uh, oh, yeah, the buggy and the gun, and I was sitting there. I'm like, Why can't I take this gun? Yeah, there's a gun here. I want it. I can see it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's a gun. Why aren't you grabbing it? It's like, oh. I didn't know that. Oh, a gun's in without here. The, uh, without the flashlight, no, you can't. You cannot. Oh. It's impossible. You can, you can walk around that shopping cart 15 times, pressing X at every angle possible, yeah, for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't know that, yeah, but you could not pick it up. <laughs> He might shoot himself by accident. Who knows? Yeah, that's right. I guess so. Yeah, gotta be safe. I th- I thought it was because Dean mentioned Dean just mentioned the uh, the scene where you get the knife from Angela, and it's the second time you see her. So, but the first time you see her, you don't know about the the monsters, the people that are sewn inside skin and stuff. So you're t- you're standing there talking to her, and you're like, Angela, what's wrong? Is everything okay? She's like, oh, you know. Eventually, you get to the point where she she's gonna go back out and walking around the town. And you're like, but before you go. Give me your only form of defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. knife you have, I'm going to have to take that from you so that when you go out there, you have no possible way to fight off these things. <laughs> you'll true. have to run away that way and you'll have to live or die horribly by a monster. <laughs> oh, we never, we never found out what ending Kevin got. I, I got the water ending too. I, I wow. just oh. found out. I just found out about this. What? So you can... What are the other endings? Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's uh, there's the the leave ending, um, which is essentially where you get Laura and you go through the graveyard. Um, there's the water ending where James loads up Mary into the back of the truck and drives it into the water. Right. Uh, there's uh, the rebirth ending, which is uh, I think a little harder to get. And what that is is uh, he loads Mary into a, a boat and goes off to this this place to try and resurrect her. Um, I think that one actually you can't get until your second playthrough. I might be wrong, but. Hmm. Uh, but it doesn't really show what happens if Mary comes back to life or not. Um, there's the famous Maria ending where, um, depending on how you're treating Maria through the game, um, you actually leave with her. You, the, the last boss, instead of being Maria, is actually Mary, and you kill her. And then, uh, yeah, you get uh, Maria to come with you. But just oh. as uh, the credits are kind of closing, it's Mary starts co- or sorry, Maria, rather, starts coughing. And uh, he says, oh, you better do something about that cough. Which I guess uh, kind of signifies uh, that it's it's going to loop around again, right? Epic foreshadowing. That's right. Yeah. And then there's uh, the two joke endings, which are the the dog ending. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I YouTubed it. Yeah. That's yeah, the first. So. It, that's the first thing for Silent Hill Two I've ever seen was the dog ending. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, what so is the dog you, ending? 
don't know. It's uh, essentially it's an ending. It, it's not even the end of the game, really. You just go in this door, you find a, a dog key, um, and you go in this door and you find that the behind all of Silent Hill it was this dog controlling it with you know mechanical levers in this laboratory, and uh, it's kind of a yeah, just a joke ending. The dog was uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's and awesome. then there was uh, the UFO ending where uh, Harry from the first game comes back and <laughs> takes James away with some aliens. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's, uh, I think, six six endings altogether. Yeah. But the, the most common ones, obviously, being the one where you get Laura or uh, the one where you commit suicide in the water. Hmm. I'm really kind of, I'm happy for all of you that you got the suicide one, and I'm really bummed out that I didn't. <laughs> don't get trying. to join the cool kids club yeah. <laughs> I tried so hard to kill myself and it's just <laughs> you know it's not an easy thing to do no, no it turns out <laughs> did anyone play through the game a second time even just a little bit to get like the chainsaw or anything like that no, no there's a chainsaw no yeah apparently yeah apparently uh, it's very early too like somewhere in that forest that where you're at the beginning of the game you can find a chainsaw. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Did you guys get Pyramid Head's uh, sword? Or yes. Yeah. No. I think it's pretty sweet. It yeah, strong. yeah, you can get it in Slow. the... It's strong. Down in the labyrinth. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool thing if you just want to hit something kind of with a final blow if it's on the ground, but it's too slow to fight anything standing up. Yeah, I saw that you could get that, and it, they said it was good for some things, but not a lot, and I just wanted to get out of that labyrinth, so <laughs> yeah. I just booted it right to the exit. Pretty understandable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was good in the town. In the town, that was like, like a, a, it, when it was nighttime. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Mm. This was um, I, I played it on the PS2, and I this was like the first time I hooked up the PS2 with using optical audio to my uh, receiver, and I had the surround sound and everything. I couldn't believe the sound that I was getting out of that thing, nice. and the, I was. Uh, in that town, like you can, you know, that noise that they make, that clicking noise or whatever. Oh, I don't know what they're clicking or whatever, but you could, it, it was, it was so intuitive. Like you could actually, you know, uh, zone in on where they were. And so oh. I would actually be able to sneak up on them and, you know, whack them with the uh, two by four or, or shoot them with the gun if I felt like it. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed that. I killed everybody in that town. That is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I found the sound effects for probably the freakiest part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'd say I say the sound effects and you know like the they're old polygons like they're I don't know, they're not really that scary the characters, but the way that they moved in that game. Yeah. You know, I yeah. played a little bit of the first game and I only I only played like uh a little bit until you got to the first house or whatever. I don't know if you guys played the first game, but uh yeah. in that game you, you shoot a lot of guys that are flying around and a lot of dogs. And what pulled me into this one was just the way those guys in the in the uh, straight jackets, you know, the, the way that they were moving and stuff, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. And the nurses too. And then that, I think uh, P two, I think you posted uh, the guy popping out uh, from underneath the uh, underneath the van. Oh yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, that, yeah. that noise see, that it makes. Oh, it's yeah. creepy. <laughs> and see, that's the thing too, right? You like you fill them full of lead, like you you know you shoot them about. I think it takes six shots with a handgun to put <laughs> knock them down. But that doesn't knock them down. That doesn't kill them. They could still crawl around. You have to go yeah. up to them and kick them in the head. Bash them or <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kick them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of strange... Which which monster do you guys think was the creepiest? I think... Do you remember the one that was... It was like crawling on the... Uh, 
the chain link floor, like the floor was chain link and these things were crawling around underneath it. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Those things were weird yeah. as hell, but yeah. like, I, mean, I never fought them. I just ran over them. But Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were those are the main enemies in Silent Hill 3 if you play that game. That's, uh, oh, that's right. You know what? I didn't even sense. make that connection. Yeah. That's funny. Or if, you, if you've ever played uh, Xenosaga, um, they actually make an appearance in that as well. No way. The, uh, great yeah, it's, it's weird. It's the same uh, same character design anyway. So. Oh, very neat. Yeah, but uh, oh, in terms of no, no, no problem. Uh, in terms of en- enemy designs, I think um, Angela, the what are they called? Abstract daddies or Angela's father? Mm. There, that's pretty yeah, cool. That's... If you if you actually look at a high res photo of what it's supposed to look like when it's you know not necessarily PS2 polygons, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's like a two figures under the covers type thing. Right, that's what I thought. Yeah, so creepy. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Honestly, the two the the mannequin legs freaked me out the most, just because it's just a pair of legs stacked on top of each other, following you everywhere, and just trying to kill you. Yeah, and they would just yeah. stand there. You would see them, and it yeah. would like everything yeah. else would see you and come at you, but those legs yeah. would just stand there, and you're like, I know you're there. My radio's <laughs> my radio's not going off. You're not moving. I guess I'm just gonna sit here for a while. <laughs> this old song and dance again. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, quite... how, how long can you can I? Can I get by them, or, or you know, yeah. how close can I get? There's a few moments yeah. of that. <laughs> Do I hit you with this two by four? Or are you just gonna stare there? <laughs> uh, uh, 2D tank controls. <laughs> uh, I, did, I don't think I used tank controls. I used uh, the HD remake had an option for regular, like a uh, current gen third person mm. shooter controls, and that's what I used. Um, oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I should have played the HD version. <laughs> well, the X- Xbox One had it as well. I-, I played tank controls up until Pyramid Head, and then that would... No. <laughs> just... yeah. it-, it doesn't work with analog sticks. It just... It, it really doesn't. No, it does not. Um... Um, Parasite Eve, maybe. It was fine because you had the D-pad, but... Yeah. For analog, it's just... It's not very friendly. So, yeah, I guess yeah. for the rest of you, you had no choice but tank controls. Yeah, I don't know. I, I-, I like them. I yeah. you know they, they I do too. that the little extra bit of um, uh, tension or what or anxiety about you know trying to get it perfect you know try to get it right so you're not too close you're not too far away I don't know it's kind of that disorientation that that gives you I don't know it kind of adds to the effect like the guy's supposed to be disorientated so I don't know I can no, I see agree. that but that's I think the tank controls have always scared me away from those old school horror games and it's always one of my least favorite parts of it. And I know it does add to the atmosphere. I, do, I agree with you there, but I just feel like I don't like feeling like an idiot walking into the wall when there's a monster <laughs> right behind me going like. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. See, when you grew up on it, I guess it makes a difference because I remember the first Resident Evil. Like this is just how I pictured all survival horror games was because I I knew no other way. So now I associate tank controls with survival horror, and I think I don't know. I, I think I like that more than the newer generation ones. I don't know I why think- though first horror game I actually ever played was Resident Evil 4. So that's kind of where I I was used to that. But I I can appreciate the tank controls. And they weren't as bad as the the original Resident Evil. But I did have some trouble with them. And I think it kind of adds to the difficulty of enjoying the game. To a degree. No, I agree. If you didn't if it doesn't, if you don't have nostalgia attached to it, I completely agree. There, there would be no reason that anybody would prefer that type of control. 
You can't just put it all on nostalgia, because if that was the case, Kevin would have been trying to open spreadsheets and do the taxes of the monsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true. This is true. He'd have some stats. <laughs> you know, stats. I, I, I really stayed away from those games, too. Uh, I played the original Resident Evil uh, with the tank controls back in the day, but I, I got Resident Evil 2 for my PC, and it never worked. And uh, it kind of... <laughs> I don't know, for some reason that turned me off of those games. And uh, I was really into games that you could control the camera. And uh, just lately, I don't know what it is, but I've been getting back into those games. And it's even um, not being able to see what you're shooting at sometimes, too. That kind of can add. Like, you can just hear it, you know. It, it's more evident in uh, the early Resident Evil games. Um, you can still turn the camera around a little bit in uh, this game. That's but, true. Uh, yeah, like if you, you know, if you get into, it's kind of weird, but it's almost like backing in a car or something. If you go into a room a certain way, you won't be able to turn the camera. But if you, if you, you know, if you move the James in and back them up a little bit, you could kind of get it so the camera, so you could see what you're shooting at. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it is pretty lame when you're trying to describe <laughs> it, but when you're sitting there playing it and it's like, this thing's going to kill me. I got to get this all right. And I, I don't know. It just, it works for me for some reason. I agree. There's some pretty think... fantastic uh, ragdoll effects too if you if you use the tank oh, controls because yeah. you can't back up without them, right? And yeah, there's uh, there's a couple places in the game where there's there's a couple ledges, and if you if you take off or if you rather put on the tank controls and you back up off these ledges, there's these really dramatic like backflip ragdoll effects <laughs> yeah. where James land on his head. And, uh, <laughs> That's pretty, funny. Uh, pretty funny to see. That actually uh, makes me think of something else. Did you guys notice that he jumps into a lot of dark pits throughout the game? <laughs> oh, man. I can't, like, even imagine I can't even imagine that. <laughs> I know we were joking about, like, earlier about, like, would you go and save your wife or whatever, but seriously, okay, maybe seriously, okay, I could take a little bit of fog, I could take a little bit of dark, maybe could take a little bit of some monsters I can run away from, but jumping in those holes? <laughs> Forget it. Like, there's just no With way. the fog. <laughs> no way. I'm calling 911, you know? <laughs> Someone else deal with this. Call the fire department, something. <laughs> That's the name of this episode is going to be Five Single Nerds. <laughs> you know what? There, there's no way they're going to listen to this, right? Yeah, I know. Definitely yeah. not. They'll tell us they did. Hopefully. <laughs> that's, that's how we'll know. We'll know for sure if they listened or not. Yeah. <laughs> they're pissed at you and they're not talking to you, then you know that they listened. That's right. So, ladies, that, you're all being tested. They love you. <laughs> yeah, he does. This, they love us. And it's like, he doesn't even question it. He's just like, I can't see the bottom of this hole. Better yeah. jump in. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, it questions you. Are you going to jump yeah. in or not? And it's like, well, I yeah. guess so. <laughs> Do I have a choice? Yeah. Is there an option to, I don't know, find another way? <laughs> yeah, there was a ladder on that last one. Can I bring it over? I mean... <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. Where's the Last of Us ladder puzzles when you need them? <laughs> dead. Yeah, true. Speaking of puzzles, like... Oh that was the puzzles in the, in the game. I found a little too abstract at times. Like when I found that orange juice, that six pack oh. of orange juice, I thought to me that meant health. Okay, I'll keep this, and this will you know this will be my health for later on. Never in a million years would I think that was something that you use to push garbage <laughs> down a chute to go find a key at the bottom. Like that to me was just a little too abstract. I like puzzles that you know that have that aha moment that are a little more logical. 
I don't know. How'd you guys feel about the puzzles? I agree. In fact, the, my luckily I remembered that from my first playthrough. But the first time playing through years ago, I was stuck on that part for so long. Like, who would have thought you had to throw those things down the chute? I was so upset when I realized what it was. On this playthrough, um, I left the puzzle difficulty on normal, and I found those three coins, and there was five slots, and I could not <laughs> remember that there was only three coins, and I searched those two apartment buildings so many times. <laughs> so I actually ended up getting an apartment there, and my lease is up in October, Next year. <laughs> oh, I was so, I was back and forth, back and forth, and I I had to look it up. I got to the point when I was like, I gotta I gotta look this thing up because I'm gonna lose my mind. And I looked it up, and it was like, put leave a space, put these two coins, leave a space, put this coin. And I was like, you motherfuckers! <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, you couldn't just put three gaps. <laughs> yeah, Is that that's so hard? <laughs> yeah, but other than that one, I found uh, I don't know. The clock one was fairly easy. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah, that was good. Um. Did yeah, you open the, the box already? Sorry? Did you open that box already? Did you get all the locks off it? Or Yeah, yeah. Man. I think really? you have to, don't you, to get the hair? Yeah, no, I the just I, I found that so bizarre. Like, no, you they couldn't were... find anything else to use Like in all your searching. Yeah, you had I to wait for it. that hair. Yeah, that was he, the hospital, right? He I was, hated that whole thing. He was wearing a belt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that the box? There was a box where like, you're in an elevator. And all of a sudden, this guy starts talking, and I'm really not paying attention to anything he's saying. And apparently, oh, yeah. he's giving you, like, instructions, like the clues on what to press on this box to open up. I, I never opened it up. I couldn't figure it out. It's yeah, just a bunch of ammunition in there, but... Uh, yeah. Okay, that must yeah, be you're right. There's, the like, a, a reference to Silent Hill 1 in there, and then there's some news articles, I guess, that you, you had to read to know the answers. But, yeah, nothing really special in there. Just some shock oh, okay, shock. okay. He just kept going on and on too. Like, just shut up already. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit bizarre. It was as he was talking. I was thinking to myself, neither one of them is moving. And then at the end, when she was like, "What the fuck was that?" I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad that they didn't just completely go through that and not acknowledge the fact that his radio just talked to him." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Maria was like, "You nuts." <laughs> <laughs> um, soundtrack. Yeah, soundtrack. Oh, that is good. I loved stuff. it. I love the soundtrack. Yeah, really it's good, cool. yeah. I think this game is probably one of the best games for to show someone for an example of just incredible sound design overall. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, like I said, you know, like playing the uh, with the optical cable for the first time and that surround sound, like that's just I mean, this is a game from two thousand and one, you know, just to have that foresight to have that somebody's gonna be sitting down with surround sound and trying to you know figure out where these monsters are, it's just phenomenal. That's true. Uh, the sound, the sound designer there, uh, Akira Yamaoka, he he hated this the the fact that Resident Evil just had the same footsteps all the time. So he oh yeah spent all, all this budget huh. to record like hundreds and hundreds of, of footsteps, different types of footsteps to use on the different grounds. And um, I think it, I think it plays well. I mean, I didn't notice it too much, but just little nuances like that with the, the sound effects. Uh, that whisper room, I don't know, did you guys get that? Where you go into a, like a, one of the apartments and there's this guy whispering. Um, and it's completely out of the... No? Oh, um, that's kind of creepy then. I was... You know what? I probably had it because I was in those apartments quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember the room with the TV and the guy in yeah. the chair. There was like a lot of music there at one point. I didn't, couldn't figure out why. 
No, this was a little later on. It, it actually might have been in the hotel. I can't remember. Oh, okay. but, uh, I have a, a dinky little TV that I'm playing it on. It doesn't have surround sound or anything. But that whisper just came out so much louder than the background music. And I, you know, I'm Are, playing here. In the no, and I, that was I'm in the uh, that was in the prison. I do remember that. You're walking along the prison and oh, you can hear like a is thud. It in the prison? Yeah. Yeah, you hear like a thud, 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 and then he says it's like three words, and I have no idea what he said. But I do remember that, and that part was very creepy. Yeah. Um, because it was like the only time somebody talked to you and you were like, who is that? You know, other than, you know, your radio. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I did hear that. The sound, yeah, this, the sound is just so good. And it's, even the parts when there's no music, the sound is good. And it makes That's the parts, it, eh? The, the silence is so loud in this game. It's yeah. Just incredible. Yeah. And I like that there was like, because a lot of games there's always music playing and you're in a town called Silent Hill. Yeah. So for the most part, to not have music, I think that's great. I really, I really enjoyed that. Uh, my favorite part for the music, uh, as soon as you finish watching the VHS, the music that starts playing there, and then the sound from oh, that wow. point forward just blows me away. That's that's it, it was a really good song, yeah. sound. But I lo- I really like the credit, like the ending music, even like for the uh, water ending. I still really liked the music that played there. Just fit it, it just fit it so well. Was it, uh, how could this happen to me? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was uh, more like Linkin Park. Oh, okay. Oh, Linkin, (laughs) And I was like, this is perfect. How did they know? (laughs) The foresight of these guys. Yep. Kind of interesting, too. the, The monsters didn't really make too much noise. You know, there wasn't a lot of, like, jump scares from like monsters yelling at you oh, no not at all yeah it just would walk up to you creepily you know yeah little clicks and stuff like that yeah. and that's probably scarier than any sort of goofy yeah. roar or whatever they would do in the yeah. vein of resident evil yeah sure. for sure i can't remember where i read it but i read that kind of the original ones had more of like a mechanical clicking noise but when they translated the HD version, among other issues, I think uh, they got some of the sound effects wrong for the monsters, and it was almost like squishy noises. Yeah, it almost sounded wet, like a wet click. On yeah, the see, and, and in mine, I didn't get that at all. It was more very, very clicking and, and mechanical sounds, so yeah, I think like they got some of the sound chattering. effects mixed up. Yeah. You think that inspired the clickers in The Last of Us? Oh, maybe. You just made my mind. <laughs> Naughty Dog. Best copycats in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uncharted is a completely original event. <laughs> Tomb Raider. They did Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. Indiana Jones. My favorite guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you guys mentioned jump scares, um, and there was one time when I, I I did jump quite quite literally off of the sofa, and it's that walking down that hallway when Pyramid Head shows up behind Maria. And uh, I that they got me there. Congratulations, <laughs> Silent Hill, you got me. <laughs> yeah, that was creepy. Yeah. But, uh, but there wasn't. Uh, Dean had made a post on either Facebook or Twitter that there wasn't a lot of jump scares. That there was a few, and I liked uh, the ones that they had were good. They were timed well, and I liked that they didn't just overdo it with with uh, you know in your face loud noises and cats running. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think aside from that guy jumping out from under that van, uh, it was, uh, yeah. you know, it was almost non-existent aside from that. So. Yeah, because to me, there's a difference between being scared and being startled. And jump scares just startle you. It's like, oh my god, oh okay, it's just that. 
being scared, you know, like walking into a room and trying to find out where that clicking noise is coming from. That, you know, that to me is scary. Yeah, that is just scary. all the sounds like you got the radio noise. You have just all the enemies making noise. It just really gets to you and just makes you paranoid to go anywhere. And it feels yeah. like the town's just messing with you. Yeah, if you watch the the making of, um, just watch how they made the just the very beginning when you're walking down through that forest and kind of all the sounds, the dogs, and um, they they made it extra long so you can kind of get the feel for this, this sense of loneliness and um, just really really creepy creepy sound designs. So yeah, at the beginning that. of the game during that forest path, I could have swore there was someone following me the entire time. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I kept 100%. checking behind me. Yeah. I was like, I can't see because it's damn fog. <laughs> Mist, fog, and ugh, just everywhere. Yeah. I kept expecting someone to jump at me from the woods or something. The the, the weak point for the sound design really came down to just the voice acting. Uh, I found, at least in the originals, um, and some of the scripting. I mean, I don't know if you remember when, when you kill Eddie there. Mm-hmm. I mean, pretty much you just shoot him with a shotgun in the face, and the next sentence that comes out of James's mouth is, Mary, could you still be alive? Yeah. It's yeah. really, really terrible scripting so <laughs> yeah it, i did like james voice I, I liked his voice acting though i thought it really fitted the character well yeah i agree but he is like one of the only people i or one of the only characters whose voice i thought i enjoyed everyone else is kind of iffy on i really wish i had gone through now and played with the original voices because i they i thought all their voices were fan- the hd version if you guys ever get the chance their voices are fantastic they all sound great mm. I think after recording this, I'm going to head to my EB Games. Yes, it's not called GameStop where I'm from. Sorry. Well, for any of us are any, from. <laughs> well, for listeners. Oh, right, right. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I'm not assuming we're all Canadian. Unless actually, is this actually an all Canadian? Are, are we exclusive to Canada now? Is this a thing? <laughs> yeah. Just this I, episode. I like how you're assuming we have listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners. <laughs> Got all of them. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm totally going to go buy the HD collection afterwards. And I kind of want to buy Downpour afterwards, too. Uh, yeah, me too, a little bit. That uh, And that's a good to go, and it would make you play other ones. I'm definitely going to play three, because that's on the HD collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of want to get Downpour, just to see how the updated graphics work, and if it looks good. And I, I hope it's good. Um, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, I played about an hour of it. I borrowed it from a buddy of mine, and... I actually bought it afterwards. So I, you can find it for $15 or whatnot uh, now. And it was really good. I, I really got to get back to it, though. It had a really good um, uh, setup to the to the story. So, Did it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll check that out for sure then. Yeah. Because this is my That's very downpour first Silent Hill 3? Downpour. Oh, Downpour. Okay. Yeah. Silent Hill 3, I've, I've never played. Yeah, well, this, well, we figured this was your first, uh, Darren, because you're 12. <laughs> yeah, my, my first I'm turning game was, twenty. <laughs> first game was Mario Galaxy. <laughs> We's the best place to start. A is to jump. Did you know that? <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so, for the three of you, um, I don't know when the Xbox version was released, but for the three of you who played it on PlayStation, mm-hmm. did it stand the test of time? Did that? PS2 graphics and sound hold up to to what you hoped it would. I think it did, yeah. In fact, I'm not even sure how much better the HD one could look because I found the graphics on the PlayStation 2 one were pretty damn good. Yeah, and like I said, it, it the the game sets 
out to scare you. That's what its ultimate goal is. And even on the PlayStation 2, it's, what, 12 years old now? It still does that. And for me, it wasn't about, like I said before, it wasn't about polygons. It was the way that those characters or the the monsters moved in that. And it was still very effective on the the PlayStation 2. I agree completely. Like, if you say the graphics, like, age, I think it only adds to it, too, kind of the appeal of it with all the film grain, all the other effects they're using throughout the game. It just really adds to the atmosphere. And that's, I think that atmosphere is timeless. And I think it's easily worth playing no matter what. Perfect. When did the uh, the Xbox version that you played, Dean, when did that come out? I think it was uh, 2002. Uh, I think there was also a re-release on the PS2. Could be wrong, maybe 2003, but not much later than that. I didn't notice any noticeable differences between the original, but uh, I definitely think it stood the, the test of time. I mean, not necessarily the graphics, maybe, or even the voice acting, but I, I thought it it was a really good story in terms of the interpretations, and I thought it touched on a lot of really nice like adult subjects that weren't really common at the time um you know from like the child abuse with angela or uh like james and the assisted suicide or the bullying with eddie um you know nowadays we have grand theft auto 5 and you know that's that's pretty much out in the open for any game to do now but uh at the time i don't don't think there was a lot of a lot of games or even survival horror games that were really touching on those sort of taboo adult subjects so I think it's it's really good. I think uh, I recommend it to anybody who plays nowadays. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, and actually, after after talking about it with you guys, I like it more um, because of the fact that everybody it's so apparent that there's so many different interpretations, and everybody had so many different experiences from it, and it's just it's a game that reaches out like we're all obviously five different people and we all took different things from this game but we all had sort of similar experiences and uh yeah i liked it and uh, the hd version definitely stood up uh for the last year and a half (laughs) (laughs) well it definitely is like a, a water cooler type of game like you know usually you think you know water cooler game is like something like an open sandbox kind of game but this is a game where you can go in and It'll scare you in different ways. You'll have a different experience than you know somebody else that played it. You can get together and talk about it, and that's you know that's 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 part of why I feel why it uh, it stands the test of time. Yeah, I mean, still to this day, I think people still talk about it, like discussing different theories for what Silent Hill is or what happened exactly or what each character is doing there. Yeah, and that's just how it's timeless. Did, did you guys notice that the siren, because um, in the movies, the siren plays a very big part, and in the first game, the siren plays a big part, but the siren in this game, the air raid, the, the Silent Hill air raid siren, which everybody, I think, if you've played a video game or seen a movie in the last decade, is aware of, but in this, the siren didn't play as big a role. Uh, it only was around like two oh. or three times. Yeah, I think it only went off like twice. Yeah. So. You know, I've never seen any of the movies. Really? Are, are any oh, of them really? any good? Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah. i only seen the first, though. Uh, I saw both, the first and the second. Uh, I liked the first, and the second one has um, Kit Harrington, I think his name is. He plays Jon Snow on Game of Thrones. And, okay. Uh, I just he's delightful, and he did a good job. And that's in the second one. Yes. Yeah. But you got to watch the first, right? Uh, first. Yeah, because it is. You do have to watch the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. they're linked. But it's they're... pretty crazy how they, uh, the director, when they they were filming that, like he had uh, the big screen on set with the PS2, and he was showing all the actors the actual footage of the gameplay, and they would all play through the game together to oh, get cool. kind of how they want 
like to film the scenes and the different angles that they wanted to use. So, I mean, the attempt was definitely there, whether or not it was a good movie, I think is up to debate, but, uh, they definitely, definitely did not. Well, they definitely did not do that in the Resident Evil movies. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. no. Psychic no. powers, right? No. <laughs> yeah. I gotta admit, those Resident Evil movies are a little bit of my one of my guilty pleasures. I know I, they're I, horrible, I, but I just oh, they're entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed one to two. After that, I've been pretty iffy on it. But I have lots of friends who enjoy them, and I can see the appeal. But I think it's because I played the games, and I just. I want to see like some characters from the games on the big screen portrayed as I hope them to be from yeah. the games. But it, it definitely has that. Um, you know how like in the eighties. Well, I guess you wouldn't know how they was, like <laughs> the eighties, but the rest of us here, you know, like when they would make <laughs> they would make the uh, the He Man movie, and you'd get all excited. I'm going to see Orko. I'm going to see all the He Man stuff. And you go to the movie, and Orko's not in it. They're not. They're on Earth for some reason. They're not in Eternia. Or, you know, the Turtles movie. There's no Bebop or Rocksteady. You know, I, I the Resident Evil movies, for some reason, I guess, are, are like that. They they take a lot of liberties because they just say, well, screw it, we're making a movie here, you know? Yeah. But the Ninja Turtle movies did have Vanilla Ice. So that's something. That's true. Only, only the second one, right? Yeah. yeah. I believe so. Uh, I stopped watching after the first. <laughs> I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little too old for Ninja Turtles, to be honest. What? You're never too old for Ninja Turtles. I, exactly. I, you know, I was I was right at that age when uh, I I still could enjoy the cartoon, and I uh, but I, I was just old enough to know that it was not very good. There was a lot of themes that were the same, like a lot of stuff that I watched in He Man and in the real Ghostbusters were were in the Ninja Turtles. There was, there was really only two plots, right? There was Krang's going to take over the world and, or April's been kidnapped. <laughs> Turtles deal with it. Get in there. So you needed to have a younger brother so that you could watch all the cartoons when he was watching them and tell uh, your friends, I got to watch them. They make, they make P2 watch them. Right. <laughs> I still have that excuse. I have a brother who's eight. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. <laughs> His first game could be Silent Hill Downpour. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Well, actually, truth be told, when I got my Super Nintendo, I was like, here you go. Play it. Oh, nice. You're Game a good Super brother. Metroid. I was like, here you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat you right. You you grew up with this. Damn. Screw the younger brother. I need an older brother like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny you mentioned the, the sirens there because um, you're right. Oh, yeah, Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. right, yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, they did play a big part in in the first game, but even Pyramid Head. Like I've I've played most of the Silent Hills, and I can't remember Pyramid Head ever showing up in any of the others. But he's just become this iconic. Like Silent Hill Two is really kind of the forefront of the series, even now. Um. Yeah, Pyramid Head only appeared in this one game, but anytime anybody thinks of Silent Hill, he's he's there. Yeah. True. Is number two considered to be the peak of the series? Because I know it's very well critically acclaimed and people love it, but is that kind of the peak, or is three supposed to be I, better? No, I, I don't think three is better. Three, uh, three is a, almost a direct sequel to one. Um, the the little girl you play is the little girl from from one, and uh, yeah, it's it's good, but I think uh, it's still renowned. Number two is still renowned as, as the best one. Uh, I think all of the the newer gen ones are getting pretty terrible reviews but it's like one of those cult classic things right you either mm. love it or you hate it you know it's, it's really up to you to decide 
Yeah, a lot of the the um, you know like when they when they continue on these series, there's a lot of things that are from the older games. Like even Grand Theft Auto Five. I mean, you're still pressing the A button to run, which is kind of weird. I mean, you'd think like we're at the point where you could just hold down the analog stick a little further and the guy should be able to run. But it's just something that seems to be there from the first, well, from Grand Theft Auto 3 that's just carried on for some reason for with all these games. And I think those tank controls and just the little things like that, that still kind of, you know, it still has its roots in those older games that really doesn't translate well to newer game gamers, you know, like people that are used to, you know, things being a certain way, like not having to learn a new control scheme, you know, like even 10 years ago, yeah. I, it was pretty much, you didn't, if you were playing one game, you didn't want to pick up another game because you knew this control scheme and you didn't want to have to get used to another control scheme. Now games seem to, uh, you know, flow better between one or the other. Like you can pick up a Call of Duty in one hand and, and play Halo with the other hand pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, what are the games have you guys been playing lately? Dark Souls. Very good choice. I, I've been replaying it. I, I remember buying it at launch, and I played it up to the point my Xbox crapped out, oh. and I was almost There's done the game. <laughs> yeah, it was my bad. <laughs> In the long run, it's like, oh, I should have got PS3. But now I've had the PC version, and I've modded it. I've got to the point where it's just I have been enjoying the crap out of it, and I cannot be more excited for Dark Souls 2. I know, me too. Yeah, I got to get back into it. I, I didn't finish uh, Dark Souls. Um, the PlayStation Network was uh, pissing me off because it kept uh, <laughs> when when the PlayStation Network kicks you out of that, or when it kicks you out of the PlayStation Network, it, you're back at the bonfire. You lose everything that you like, all the progress that you did. You're going back to your last save point, and damn, oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, even in Demon Souls, it did the it did the exact same thing, and I. I, I should just turn off the PlayStation Network and just play the game. But, you know, like there's all those little hints. You lose that people. whole social yeah. aspect of the game, yeah. which is so intended. Yeah. Like going through Dark Souls this time, I'm so much better at the game than I was before. Yeah. Like when you first play it, you suck at it. But yeah. now that I've, I'm so familiar with the game, I've been going through it as a human the entire time. And that's how like the developers oh, wow. intended you to play. So I'm really? getting invaded all the time. Yeah, I love no, it. It's like I'm it's like it's always <laughs> looking you gotta watch out for everything. Yeah, no, I kill myself immediately. If I become <laughs> human, like I start the bonfire and that's it. I'm gonna go find a place to die because I hate being invaded. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I remember in Demon Souls when there's the one boss fight where you fight another player that mm. uh acts as the boss. I remember the first time I played that game. I was like level 10, you know, just started. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try and invade someone's world. Yeah. And little, little did I expect I was going to become the boss. And this guy messaged me, messaged, messaged me on PSN. He says, hey, could you let me win? This is my fifth try. I'm like, <laughs> oh, sure, man. This game's tough. And then I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to let him win. I'm going to make him earn it. Right. So, you know, we're like walking back and forth. And I didn't realize you have like an auto spell attack that just keeps shooting him. Yeah. And this guy kept getting hit by it. I'm like, dude, what's up? And I was like, ah, oh, this guy doesn't deserve to win. So I just go up and stab him. He does. And I was like, whatever. I'll go be a human. <laughs> and it was nice of you to even think of having mercy on someone because I, I, there's just no mercy in that game. No. Especially in Dark Souls. Yeah. Turn, turns out you're a vicious man killer. <laughs> See me in Dark Souls, you run. <laughs> Don't you worry, I will. <laughs> um, this is the part where we would read the comments from YouTube, but uh, due to the fact that 
we <laughs> didn't put a mid-month update video up. There's not as many as we had last month, but there was on the on the initial uh, announcement video. There was a few people that uh, a lot of people who actually hadn't played this game and wanted a reason to, and they said they were going to. So hopefully you guys get a, got a chance to. Um, some of them on just slightly slightly livid gaming, uh, Fitnat or Fit Gnat or <laughs> Fitnat. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was one of them. Uh, Retro J was looking forward to playing. He hadn't played before. 16-bit Brit said he uh, he loved this game, so I'm assuming he has played before. Um, so there's a lot of people that were really looking forward to it. Uh, and hopefully all of you guys are listening, and hopefully you had a chance to play it before we ruined everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hadn't, I'm so sorry. But uh, yeah, so next month we will, uh, when we do next month's game, we will make a, a better effort to to put up uh, uh, a mid-month update video. And as well, there's also the forums. Uh, I know that the forums were quite active uh, this month with uh, um, Kevin and Dean. They were uh, they were all over the forums talking about this game, and uh, it was really good. So anybody for next month's game, or even for the older games, if you want to go back and have a look at them, uh, www.cartridgebros.ca, plug number two. Um, <laughs> the forums are on there, and you can... Uh, you can definitely leave your comments uh, about how you felt about the game or your interpretations of, of the characters. Or even if you have questions, too. Yeah. Sometimes I was stuck or whatever and asked Dean a question, and he'd have an answer for me. So. Yeah. Dean, uh, I gotta th- since we've met Dean, uh, he, uh, he subbed to the channel and we, we started talking to him uh, through there. He, uh, based on his the games that he's interested in, obviously from tonight we know uh, he's into good games. Um <laughs> But he's got such a huge collection, and, and he likes all the same games that we like. So P two has been like really, he's been really edgy. He's like, we gotta, we gotta talk to Dean more. I gotta, <laughs> can we talk to Dean more? <laughs> yeah. He likes Lufia. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, no, There's I, uh, I was so actually, many of us. I was listening to uh, a vintage, vintage video game geek on uh, on one of his podcasts. Again, I can't remember if it was Retro Rejects or Hit Reset Radio, but he mentioned you guys. And, yeah, I've been following ever since, but that's one of the reasons I enjoy it so much is because I can relate to so much of your guys' opinions and uh, and the videos you're putting up. So it's it's fantastic. And then through you guys, I found uh, I found uh, Kevin and Darren. So, yeah, I mean both those channels are fantastic. Uh, Kevin, your your channel or your episode rather on uh, those HD uh, upreses through the DVD yeah. burners. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, um, thanks. I was gonna actually head out today to the thrift shop, but I, I'm heading into the city tomorrow, so. Might check some out there, but that's a great idea. And the Tales retrospectives that uh, Darren, you were putting out, is that has me sold. I didn't know much about Tales at all, but uh, those are fantastic videos. Awesome. Thank you so much. It means everything to hear that. That's why I do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like yeah. I said, uh, I'm hoping to get videos up for myself uh, in, in the new year. It's just been really Yeah, Dean, really- your channel's fantastic. The videos oh, on there are that? <laughs> your artwork for it yeah. is perfect. The, uh, <laughs> the thumbnail that says no videos, just yeah. fantastic. I've never keep had up, a complaint with the quality of the, the product you put out there. <laughs> In all yeah, seriousness, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because you have such a good collection. And I know for a fact that you like good games like Lufia. And that's important. Yeah, your first video has to cover Lufia. <laughs> it does. I love yeah. That. Yeah, judging by how much information you knew about this game alone tonight, I'm really looking forward to your videos. Yeah. And hopefully, and also actually, Darren, is I actually accidentally left my eBay open one day. 
and my fiance got a chance to see how much I paid for Tales of Destiny. Thanks to, to thanks to you. <laughs> so, oh god, I have to explaining to do, but I'm happy to have it now. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> there so, are some of those games. They, they just release them on PSN. It make everyone's lives so much easier. Yeah, but they don't. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that we all really enjoyed Silent Hill, too. Yeah. Well, yes. yeah. Um, <laughs> is a, is a, you know what is except is for P2. I, <laughs> I I enjoyed it once. And I got through it a second time. <laughs> um, and I I know I personally would recommend it uh, to anyone if you haven't played it and you like survival horror, definitely give it a shot. Um, and if the rest of these guys disagree with me, they're wrong. <laughs> oh. Yeah, does anybody disagree with me? Is there anybody who thinks no? Don't play this game; it's not good. No, I definitely I, recommend it as a I, as an entry for Silent Hill, especially. It's definitely something you should try. I don't think it is for everybody because it is very abstract. Mm. But if you're looking for something different, you know, I think it's. I don't think there's another game out there that's quite like it. I that's, agree. Yeah, that is. It's a good way to put it. I don't Actually, think that, Konami's uh, ever like reached the level of this game either. Ever since then, like the series has always kind of been on this uh, downward spiral. Ever since two, kinda. It's true. Like, from what I know, because I, uh, I haven't played the other games, so I'm just from what I hear. What do you guys think of modern survival horror? Not just Silent Hill, but in general. There's modern survival horror. I know that's, yeah, the, that's yeah, kind yeah. of my point. <laughs> you know, I think the last survival, like modern survival horror game that I played and enjoyed, was the first Dead Space. I thought that was yeah, fantastic, yeah. Uh, and then the series just got, yeah. you, know, you know, too much of a shooter. And I, this is the problem with survival horror and video games in, in general today is that they, you know, they're they're these publishers are just too busy trying to compete with Call of Duty and trying to get the next Call of Duty out there. And they took Dead Space and they said this is going to De- Dead Space 3 is going to be the Call of Duty killer. This is going to be the game that's going to appeal to everybody. And it's like you already have your audience. You mm-hmm. have an audience of people who love these kind of games and uh they're going to buy the second one, they're going to buy the third one. People who buy Call of Duty, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm just saying the majority of people that buy Call of Duty, that's the only game that they buy all year. They're not going to branch out into Dead Space, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, it's because they so have to get 18 map packs throughout the year. Well, that too, yeah. yeah. So basically, well, that's, Kevin, uh, sorry, Kevin you're saying to everybody, all the people who may or may not play Call of Duty, saying, hey, stop. <laughs> Absolutely not. I I personally think Call of Duty. It's not every Call of Duty game is for me, um, but you know I, I have no problem with people going out and buying Call of Duty and playing those or Grand Theft Auto Five. To me, those are good quality games uh, that represent our hobby really well. It's when other companies try to make their games similar to sell more. That's the only problem with it. I think. Yeah. Have I mean, you guys played just... uh, Amnesia yet? Or... Oh yeah. yes, I was yeah. I've never finished that. it. I'm terrified of it, but I have played it. <laughs> I keep hearing about it. I haven't tried it yet, but uh, do it. You're good things. I, uh, I I had to stop playing. I just I couldn't make my character move forward. I just froze. <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> it is a game that will just terrify you. It oh, got in my head. I actually unplugged your keyboard. Is why he wasn't moving. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. 
at one point I was like, uh, hey, ma- or my fiance, I was like, hey, do you want to watch me play this? Just so I would have someone else in the room because I was terrified. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. It was terrifying. What about Outlast? Any of you guys played that? No, I've heard good things, though. That is, I think it's almost just due to the camera filter they got going on. That It just adds so much that you're, you're just initially scared, even though you have no reason to be. You're just like, ugh, filter, mm. ugh, scary. That's the, uh, that's got a lot of jump scares in it, that one, right? I think I heard. Yeah, it's one. not, nece- like, Amnesia more is messing with you and just terrifying you in a sense that you're just, I can't go on. Whereas yeah. <laughs> it lasts more like, ugh, every okay. time. Um, has anybody heard anything on the evil within? I've only seen the trailer. That's in the interesting one, isn't it? Yes. By, uh, Makami, I believe, is doing it. Yep. That's okay. Amazing. Yeah, it looks like it has potential to be good, but so did Resident Evil 6. Right, but he said he wanted to get back to, you know, what made Resident Evil Resident Evil. So. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they say that about 6, too? Yeah. I don't know. I gave up. I didn't even try 5. So. I even, you know what? Even Operation Raccoon City, I said, you know what? They want to make Resident Evil a shooter, so I'll buy this game that's a Resident Evil shooter, and it sucked. <laughs> like they couldn't even get the shooter aspect right. Like, come on! So, you know you got a problem with. Yeah, so upset, so so frustrated. Now I'm gonna go buy Silent Hill Downpour and probably hate it. <laughs> the first the first hour I can recommend it was, it was right. good setup. Um, this has been Believe great, guys. Yeah. I've uh, I've really enjoyed this. You guys are all fantastic, and we're definitely gonna have uh, each and every one of you back. Yes, yeah. secured by If you'll have us, yeah. yeah. If, if you guys, yeah, I mean, you could be sitting there going, "Oh my god, I hate these two. Oh, <laughs> there is oh, so much been fun. There is yeah. so I much scripting this. and editing in their videos. <laughs> the Canadian part was so scripted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been fantastic. Uh, I, I, I like really have, gen- and I genuinely enjoy both of your channels. Um, D- uh, Darren, you've already made me buy games, so I, that's, thank you. <laughs> You know, and I'm happy that I bought them. It's great. Um, so anybody who's listening, check these guys out and get on board now with Round to Gaming because uh, it just it just based on his uh, his uh, icon, it, it's going to be a good channel. Best new channel 2014. That's right. right. You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, if you got <laughs> us back, you're, so you're set. Up. That's right. Get ready for some plugs. As far as as far as Canadian content goes, the 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 five of us are probably the top. (laughs) Listen, Dean, I got six Twitter followers, and five of them are here right now. So just wait for the maybe now it'll be seven. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, So just before we go, I want everybody to give another plug out to their channel. So, uh, Dean, we'll start with you. Sure. So, again, it's Round 2 Gaming, uh, the number two, and uh, that's on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm also starting up a Facebook community page, and, uh, yeah, getting getting some stuff on there in the new year. So, follow. Looking forward to it. Yeah, big time. Um, Darren, go ahead. All right. Uh, well, as I said before, it's the Gaming Pilgrimage, and I got my Tales of Retrospective going on. Three reviews left till the end. And I have some exciting content planned for the future after the retrospective, so I'm curious to see how everyone will like that after I'm no longer just the Tales guy. 
So, uh, start you... saving money now. <laughs> Prepare your wallets. <laughs> and uh, it is a great, it's a great channel. And uh, hopefully, your new content that you're coming up with uh, afterwards also makes me want to buy games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully. Otherwise, I'm going to get taken to court. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I will fly out there. <laughs> and uh, Kevin, uh. I'm Buried on Mars um, on YouTube. You can find my Twitter and my Facebook on there. I don't really have any theme or anything like that. I just talk about video games and I do pickup videos and all the other stuff that you can see on other channels, but mine's the only one that has the Buried on Mars flavor. That's right. Do you really only have have six Twitter followers? I'm going to look now. I'm calling you out on that. No, I, I do. Check it also, out. Uh, wow, you really do. Where'd you get your name? Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sad, eh? Where did Buried on Mars come from? The name. Uh, you know, I, I, when I think about it now, I probably overthought it. It was, <laughs> I love science fiction, uh, and there's a cliche in science fiction where there's always something buried on Mars. <laughs> so I felt like here's another guy that's going on YouTube to talk about <laughs> video games. He's just a cliche, so. I just made myself a cliche. That is well thought out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's overthought though. Like I should have put something about video games in there, you know. <laughs> but well, whatever. Well, guess uh, what? I'm stuck with it now. You just got another subscriber. Awesome. There we go. Hey, you, there we you go. Know, you know what, Darren? I'm following you too. I never heard of any of your stuff. So this gaming pilgrimage, I got it written down right here. I am. I'm gonna follow <laughs> all that stuff. Are you on Twitter, Darren? Uh, I am. It's Darren McPhail at uh, Gaming Pilgrimage because I couldn't fit the whole thing. But I don't really. I'm not too active on the social networks, but I'm going to try to be. I haven't really extended myself to Twitter fully on the channel, but I'm going to start to do that. It's just uh, due to school and whatnot. Uh, my university that has got me preoccupied with stuff. Uh. You know, even if you're just linking the videos that you post onto Twitter, and then it goes on to Facebook and all that stuff, it keeps keeps you from having to do it yourself mm-hmm. be prepared i don't know if you have an addictive personality uh you're a gamer so you probably do um <laughs> twitter actually it was something that i had never really done any time with and when we started the 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 channel up uh i figured we needed another avenue to just talk to people out there and i actually it's i'm on twitter now more than i am on youtube and uh i love it it's fantastic it's really I find that there's so there's a lot of people on there, and I really ne- nothing I have to say ever needs more than 140 characters. <laughs> you know, it's it's, surpri- it's surprising hearing you say that P1 because I've, I've been following you for a few months now, and it it seems like you're an, just an expert at it. Like, yeah, it, uh, the first time I saw FF, I was like hashtag FF. I'm like, what the hell is this? What's he talking about FF? And I had to go look it up. I'm like, oh, Follow Friday. Oh, that's pretty clever. That's pretty good. <laughs> I won't it's lie to you. Final Fantasy? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not? <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, curious. If anybody ever asks me for any advice for starting out a YouTube channel, it's uh, get a P1. And get, <laughs> uh, get your yeah. P1 now. Yeah. That's right. He's, yeah, because P2 had been... St- like, he'd been like deeply deeply stalking everybody on youtube for years years like accounts within accounts within accounts just watching all these channels and uh he kept saying to me can you start watching the guys on youtube so you can you can really enjoy it and then we can have a channel <laughs> yeah so what's anyway, that? i still wouldn't what was that dean's gone i think he had enough yeah we lost dean 
Too many plugins. Screw, yeah. screw, screw you guys. Yeah, that Twitter flood got to him. It crashed him. That's what it was. <laughs> it's the hashtags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll try and get Dean back, and then we'll announce the game for next month. And then we can uh, shut her down because I sail again Monday, and I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe Dean's uploading his first video. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Full bandwidth. He's actually been recording this podcast as well, and he's trying to get it up before we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's going at the Dean, the Dean Lasagna Show. <laughs> get ready for some ID claims. <laughs> Where did that come from, Dean Lasagna? I didn't like that. Oh, uh, and uh, we had that uh, we had our hundred subscriber contest, and he was yeah. one of the ones that had his name in. And right. in the draw, I butchered it. It was like his last name oh. is uh, Guandano or Guandano. Uh-huh. And I, I killed it. I could not get it right. And <laughs> instead of editing it out, like everybody said to edit it out, like P2 was like, you got to edit that, edit that out, man. He's never going to talk to us again. <laughs> uh, I left it in. And he he sent us a response telling me how to say his name. And uh, uh, oh, we lost him again. Um, yeah, he sent me a response telling me how to say his name. And so um, I said uh, – and it was he, – he sounded it out for me like if I was a, a retard. And then uh, he said – it's it's like kind of like the word lasagna. And I was like, oh, right on. And that's what I started calling him. And P2 was like, okay, well, you can't call him Dean Lasagna. <laughs> yeah, he was convinced that everything I said and did was going to make Dean hate us. And so far it hasn't yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Yeah. We figured the, the the flood of Twitter followers uh, crashed your connection. <laughs> well, it must have been what it been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, like we said, every month we uh, we have the Cartridge Club. We play a game. We invite everybody to play. And next month, uh, the game that we're going to play that was that we chose uh, is Super Mario RPG for the SNES. Oh my lord. Yeah. So uh we invite everybody who's listening to this episode to play that with us and get active on the forums at www.cartridgebros.ca. Look <laughs> three. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh what do you guys what do you three uh think of the choice for next month's game? Well, I've never played it, so I'm I'm happy to get into it. I played the uh sequels on the uh DS. And I really enjoyed those, so it's a good excuse to get back in there. And I actually, through Club Nintendo, I just... You know what? You guys seem to... Like, every game I just buy, you pick for for the club. Like, I I just bought Silent Hill 2, like, maybe a couple of months ago. A deal came for it on, on eBay. And uh, Super Mario um, RPG was uh, part of the Club Nintendo, uh, one, of the, one of the games available on Club Nintendo, like, just a couple of months ago. Oh, I didn't know that. And and it was for the and it was for the Wii, but you could still play it through the Wii U and all that. So I just said, oh, what the hell? I'll get that. I haven't played that yet. That's great. And there you go. You yeah. guys picked a game that I just got again. I'm actually a computer okay. hacker, and I've been watching you for months. <laughs> oh, is that it? Okay. So I mean, P2's guy's account's layered, so he's hidden. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just destiny. It was meant to be. I was meant to be part of the Cartridge Club. It That's is, right. yeah, it definitely yeah, is. And now you are you. you are all members of the cartridge cartridge club now. It's great. Yeah, um, yes. We're very excited to have you. Thank you for having us. Oh hey, wow, we got a thanks. Yeah, just in, <laughs> just in case I get cut off again. Uh, thanks guys for for doing this because this really is part of the reason why I started doing YouTube videos in the first place. Like I know personally in my life, I, you know I have some friends, but 
they're not all into video games. You know, like last month they were all playing GTA five and they're looking at me strange. Why am I playing uh, chrono trigger on the DS? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, it's cool to get together with people that kind of understand. Big time. And, the answer and so to that there's, question is there's always, fantastic. you always play chrono trigger before GTA five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that is right. a statement. <laughs> yeah. You're home now. <laughs> In fact, if you're listening to this podcast and you are playing GTA five right now and you haven't played chrono trigger, stop. <laughs> Definitely, for sure. Right now, yeah. Um, I'm hoping if I can figure out a way to have it uploaded so that P2 can just make it go active while I'm out to sea, then I will. Otherwise, it'll be up tomorrow. Because um, yeah, I have to do the editing, not him. <laughs> truth finally comes out <sighs> stupid work always getting in the way yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even like I'm doing anything important I'm just floating out there <laughs> somebody oh. has to float that's right and it's not James Sutherland Sunderland <laughs> yeah. have... in water <laughs> but what do you do out there do you mind me asking uh, I'm in the Navy so oh come on that's not important well Sure I can't tell you what we actually do. You stop paying. Taxes. I know what she does. <laughs> listen, don't listen. stop paying your taxes. <laughs> listen, uh, I I work for ET Canada. Okay, you have like about six or seven steps up on me. ET Canada. Like yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I I can I can almost one hundred percent guarantee that your job is more important. Maybe <laughs> maybe to a couple of old ladies out in Bancroft somewhere. <laughs> But to the to the safety of our country, I, I'll give it to you. <laughs> wow, thanks. Talk about my part time job. You're going to university. You're going to someday lead the country. You're going to make it a better place. That's right? How it works? There you go. That's 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 the plan. Yeah, one tail's retrospective at a time. For sure. Got that's my the, like platform. <laughs> you work for have- ET Canada. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's really not that crazy. <laughs> It's just a job, honestly. I actually, I actually work for Global Television and ET Canada. It's just a huge part of what I do. I do a lot for uh, Global News as well. Are you actually Ben Mel Rooney? No, <laughs> he, he's on that other channel. Oh, uh, so, uh, see, see how important it is. <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> please don't, please don't. I'm actually impressed that you uh, messed that up. That's you actually went up uh, another notch in my book. <laughs> Uh, all right well anyway guys uh yeah we're definitely gonna have you guys all back on we're gonna do a tales game when symphonia comes out so um i think yes i have secured my spot no no actually we're gonna have kevin and dean on for that (laughs) (laughs) okay well i went out and bought tales that's as far as i got (laughs) now is it the game that's in that big box i i saw it at best buy for a hundred bucks is it that one that's oh, yeah. probably Exilia. That game is very good. Oh, okay, that's a different Tales game. There's a bunch of Tales games, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like a Final, uh, it's like Final Fantasy in terms of how they're released, and uh, they're all uh, separate in their right. own game world. Okay. And they're JRPGs, right? Straight up. That is correct, yeah. but they are action JRPGs, so you oh. might be pleasantly surprised Ooh, when you play I do like action. If you play it. Well, I, uh, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm kind of like... I, I haven't played a lot of JRPGs. I played all the Final Fantasies, and uh, I played Lost Odyssey. Um, I gotta get Lost Odyssey. 
You get bonus points yeah. for Lost Odyssey. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> if you, yeah, if you like Final Fantasy, I mean, that's basically a Final Fantasy game. And I played the ones like the all the, um, what was that, the project, uh, the ones that came out for the Wii. Uh, Crosstone? Nope. Um, oh. Last Story. Oh, 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 story. Rainfall. oh, Rainfall, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rainfall, Project Rainfall. Oh, those whatever. are fantastic games. Yeah, I played those. Those were great, too. You know, yeah, I, I would... I just... Sorry, go ahead. I would go into 13 Towers and pull the flesh off of monsters for my wife to eat <laughs> to make her pretty again, but I that would I not go into Silent Hill to save her life. <laughs> just putting things into perspective here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, did, I I really liked your uh, video on um, on the Wii U uh, P1. It was very well said. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Wii U has so much hate. Yeah, it's um, you know I, I really don't understand. It's like I I, I see this the the way video games are now. It's almost like like buying uh, I'll say pop because we're all Canadian. I don't have to say soda. <laughs> you know, you go you go to the store and you got your Coke and Pepsi, which is Xbox and, and yep. Sony, and that's all people want. And they just want that choice between Coke and Pepsi. And they don't want like, and then I don't know, I don't know what the PC is. It's like some old pop that you can like, you can have a big can of it. You can have a small can of it. You can adjust the sugar level in it. You can do all sorts of things with it. It's the best pop. It's it's Fanta. And then, and then you have Nintendo or I guess it would be like a seven up or something like that. And it's just something different, you know? And I don't understand why people just don't want a little something different. You know, just a little choice. And if somebody else likes 7-Up, like, why is that anything bad against you choosing your Coke or your Pepsi? You know? Well yeah. said. Yeah, very yeah. well said. It's it's the games, right? And for so many of us gamers, it's what was the first game you played? And I, I know it wasn't on a Sony system, and I know it wasn't on Microsoft. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, for me, it was on a VIC-20, but I still <laughs> yeah. really like what was the f- Yeah, what was the first Quicken that you used? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those spreadsheets, man. Let me tell you. <laughs> Unrivaled to this day. <laughs> yeah, quick. Uh, I, the VIC-20 would have exploded if it's not quick. And... Yeah. I was I was doing that Wii U video, and uh, sometimes I, I ramble on and I don't realize I'm doing it. And then I was editing it, and I got to the end, and it wasn't until I hit um, to, to render it uh, that I realized. I was like, why is this taking so long? And I was like, oh, my God, it's 20 minutes long. Yeah. And then I was like, nobody's going to watch this. <laughs> you, know, you know what? It flew by. I honestly, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I saw it. It's not 21 minutes. I'm not going to sit there for the whole thing. And I, I watched it all. Nice. I watched, and I, and That's what happened to me, too. I was like, oh, you know, another video. Cool. I click on it. And I was like, wow. And I just lost track of time. It was really well said. Kind <laughs> yeah. of a good video. Yeah. Dean's like, nah, I got three minutes in. I already have Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I don't. I don't. I, I haven't actually played a Wii U yet. So. You don't have a Wii U. No, you know what? I'm usually like a year to two behind modern gaming. Um, I, I more concentrate on retro games, and after things get cheap and start going in the bargain bin, that's when I start buying them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm going to do. I'm going to be waiting for the PlayStation 4. I mean, I already have the Wii U, so and I have a PC, a gaming PC, so I kind of feel like I'm already in this generation. And, yeah. yeah. You know, let them all I'm, go by, like, you know, pay $300 for the inferior console. And I say inferior console by they're going to be coming up with the, the next step up in two years, right? It's going to be like the PlayStation 4 Slim or whatever, the one that won't yellow ring or red ring. 
and yeah. uh, get all the the uh, launch titles for ten bucks a piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Well, I'm actually I'm actually a PC gamer just... too. Yeah, like a PC gaming is great. There's just there's no the only thing wrong with it is there's no real collecting involved. You know, yeah. like it's all even digital as, now. Even as, even if you try to collect something, ninety nine percent of the time you open it up and it's it's a Steam code. Yeah. Yep. Like I, I bought uh, what was the last, last physical Ducktales copy? Remastered. No, the last physical <laughs> game I bought was um, uh, Dead Island, and oh, wow. I opened it up and it, it was just a Steam code. Jeez. I didn't even have to put the disc into the machine. I just typed <laughs> in the Steam code and it downloaded it all for me. I'm like, what is the point of this? The last game that happened to me was Deus Ex: Human Revolution. I was like, okay, I guess I'm just going to go Steam from now on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Never looked back. Yeah. Well, Steam is great. I love Steam. Oh yeah, love it. Don't get me wrong; it's it's worse than crack. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all to me. It's almost like uh, like Deus Ex. I bought that on Steam, and now it's like, okay, I'm gonna get the collector's edition. I'll probably get it on the Wii U. You know, just uh, so I can have a physical copy of it. You know, because I like mm-hmm. the game so much, I'm gonna play it again, and might as well play it a different way. Yeah. yeah. Hey, did you get that Dukes of Hazard video up yet? Who me? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's on. It's on there. Uh, I put it up yesterday. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it's it good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, I just bought that. Uh, well, just recently. Yeah, that's that's really weird that you see. I was I was creeping on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Swear I don't creep on anyone. Yeah. Oh, Dean just bought the Dukes. So I better tell him that he made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Bad move, Dean. Bad yeah, move. Fool. <laughs> Yeah, all right. A lot of bad games. Actually, funny. Well, not funny story, but um, speaking of bad <laughs> games, I have a strawberry shortcake. Uh, some adventurous strawberry shortcake. Oh, that's a bad game. And I, uh, well, I don't. I, no, maybe. And uh, <laughs> I was, um, I was going through my my games just to pull out kind of the CDs and the the instructions just to archive what I have, what I don't have. And I opened this game, and I just got this whiff of strawberry. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the title, and it's strawberry shortcake, and the paper they use to make the instruction manual in that game is strawberry scented paper. But this thing's been like on my shelf for years and years. So just, yeah, really bizarre. That's crazy. That's quality. That just shows that, uh, it's either how much quality has to be good. It does. Or the game's really bad. And they were like, uh, well, at least here's some paper that smells like strawberries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's to make people feel justified. Yeah. Yeah, when you play play the game, you're like, why did they spend all that time making strawberry paper when they could have just made a better game? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what are your what are your guys' collections like? Like, uh, I, I've seen some videos of your games from uh, Mars, but uh, I know you were moving some stuff around. Do you have a pretty big games collection, or not really? I use a lot of camera tricks. Um, <laughs> okay. Like, I I, I have a pretty good everything set up the background beforehand and. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's all camera tricks. Um, I have, I have a pretty decent Wii collection. Like I have every, I think, good Wii game, Um, and then the rest, you know, like I just kind of, you know, bargain shop and all that. So it's pretty much everything that I can find. Like for years, I did the whole, you know, trade in games. I I wouldn't keep keep uh, anything. So like I, man, I think back now the games I traded in, like. You know, the games that I'm trying to get now, like Eternal Darkness and, oh, I had, like, uh, I don't even want to think about it. it it's too upsetting. But <laughs> I know that feeling. Uh, you know, 
but the, you know, like I just felt like as if I couldn't, I shouldn't keep these or whatever. And it wasn't until like the last couple of years that I really started collecting. Like I really started keeping games and I don't know what it's like in your area, but do you guys watch the game chasers at all? Oh yeah. 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 Who is anyone here from Toronto or am I the only one here from Toronto? I lived in Toronto right. until I was about eight. So I probably so, uh, don't have much to input. Sounds like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, gonna, I'm, I'm the baby now. <laughs> so, you, down. <laughs> so you guys watch the Game Chasers? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Have yeah. you ever seen that? Uh, it was a recent episode where they went to Houston, and like, there's nothing in Houston. They can't find anything in Houston, and they go to that one guy's house. The Houston retro gamers. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got the all the games, and I swear somebody's doing that in in Toronto. Because when uh, I first started, I, like around two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I could go to Value Village or Goodwill, and I would be flipping through the sports titles to find the NES and the Super NES, like the good games. Yeah. Now it's it's nothing. I'm lucky to find PlayStation Two and Xbox One. Yeah, and that's that's it. It's the same out here too. Me and uh, Player One actually had somebody knock us out of the way in Value Village yeah. to grab a couple of Genesis games that were hanging. They weren't even that, anything that great. It was like but clearly, Gym 2 and Zombies Ate My Neighbors or something. Yeah, which was would have been good, but clearly this yeah. guy just goes around and gets everything. Yeah. 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 Well, I actually, believe it or not, I work part-time at Value Village right now. Oh, right on. Oh. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I get the little inside scoop when stuff comes so in. So it's you. Oh, the... so it's... There is a conspiracy, isn't there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like... Oh, totally. Oh, because I, I I'm in it. charge of all the electronics. Right. So I I price yes. all the old consoles and all the stuff like that. That's how I got my Super Nintendo. No okay, way. so it's awesome. Darren, you're our guy now. Yeah, you're hooking us up. Just, you just volunteered. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, pretty much. The Step one thing, one, though, there was one. Conker's Fur Day for five bucks. Sure. I, it. I was like, I need that. But that was gone in like two seconds. So you can't like put stuff aside? Uh, or, or just... I can, but I got to be... <laughs> Sneaky about it. Or just right in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> Fools on the pockets. So you're you're in uh, university right now, Darren? Yeah. I'm you're looking to year. you're looking to improve your life and leave Value Village? Yes. Well you can't do that. You have yes. to stay there <laughs> and feed fun. us games. That's your that's your mission yeah. now. I actually <laughs> want you to become the manager of all Value Villages. Yes. <laughs> We'll make it happen. Slowly feeding out old games. Yeah, we'll call them value pilgrimages. I'll pay for shipping or whatever. You know, I'll get it over here, no problem. Well, I'll, let, I'll let you know if I see anything nice. Because yeah. sometimes, because there's always the people who are there every day. Really? Always yeah. looking. Yeah. And there's actually like a, there's a two-day limit if you're an employee because we get a discount. Right. So if I see something, I'll usually hide it or I'll tuck it away somewhere that no one will know to look. Uh, or if I'm pricing the old video game consoles, I'll be like, oh, you know, normally this would sell here for 24 bucks. I think this is worth thirty nine ninety nine right now. Oh, that's what's and going then on. I get my discount and it's still cheap. Oh man, I am learning so much. I know. I really hope this doesn't. This part here doesn't go up because I'm going to get in trouble <laughs> when my Yo. manager listens to this podcast. Because sometimes you'll go to a Value Village and they'll have a PlayStation Two there for ten dollars with all the hookups. Yeah. And then you'll go to the to the next one, and it's 
you know, it looked like somebody wiped their ass with it and put it on the <laughs> shelf, and they're charging forty dollars for it. It's yeah. true. What forty? That's ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's crazy. Because I was actually at work today, and I just put out one of the slim PS2s, and I was like, "What can I inflate this for?" Because I kind of want it. And mm-hmm. I put it out for like thirty four ninety nine as my inflated price. Yeah. Uh, wow. You're sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> hey, do you guys play the uh, the Ease games? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. You know what? I've, I've just been uh, going back in time and listening to the uh, very first uh, episodes of All Gen Gamers. Oh yeah. And uh, I imagine you guys listen to that and, and yep. Johnny on there. He's like Johnny all loves those games. Yeah. Johnny's and, the reason I play them now. Yeah. And he's got me all psyched up to uh, play them because I played one on the PC and I, I got a demo for it. I can't remember which one it was. And I did enjoy it, but for whatever reason, I didn't buy it. And the PC ports into... are really good. I think they're yeah, the same they're, as the ones the on the PSP. Version. They are, yeah. Yeah. But so which one should I? Which one should I start with? Is it book one and two or whatever? It's yeah. You can go there, there, but there are a lot of different styles. Like it becomes more actiony and less running into things. Yeah. And I'd That's... recommend Origins because I thought that was really good. Use Origins, and you can get that on Steam. Yeah, oh, yeah, and they're all available on Steam right now. Well, most okay. of them are available. The ones that yeah. matter. Okay. And if anyone has a Vita, there's a, a remake of Four, yes. I believe, that's Memory, coming out. Memories of Celestia, yeah. Got it pre-ordered. Same. I'm looking Can't forward. Wait. It's yeah. it's coming out before. Yeah. Yeah. The, very uh, soon. Either. I think next month, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's November fourteenth so. or something, yeah. or first something or other. It's there. Yeah, we uh, we go to one EB Games here, and it's we have a couple in the area, but we only, we go to this one, and the staff there, we hang out with them, we talk to them and stuff, and uh, they call us when like when a collector's edition comes up on their like comes into their their thing that they can order for it, they'll call one of the two of us, and they're like, hey, we've got this collector's edition. Do you know, do you want to grab a copy for you and Mark? First <laughs> yeah. awesome. yeah. I was this is kind yeah. of bad, but I was at work and I got a phone call from oh, yeah. EB Games and I couldn't answer it at the time because I was in the middle of a meeting. So I was like, okay, and uh, I waited and I waited, and then as soon as I, I was like, I got to go to the bathroom, so I got up and I walked over the room and I called them back, and it was with the guy there, and he was like, we just got the notice in, we're having a huge sale today. It's a clearance sale. Um, it was like Skyrim Collector's Edition for $10. Oh, oh my lord. Um, it was insane. It was ridiculous. Like, I, 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 I'll I, go over the games I got here in a second. But I was like, okay, I'll be right there. So I went back in. I was like, I gotta go. My uh, car payment just bounced. I have to go to the bank. <laughs> so I left. <laughs> I drove in the games. Wait, my car payment just bounced. I'm writing that down. Yeah. yeah that is awesome. awesome. Yeah, my bank just called me. My car payment bounced. I gotta go sort it out. So I left. Went to EB Games. I got uh, Uncharted 3 Collector's Edition. I got Infamous 2 Collector's Edition. Um, Star Wars Force Unleashed 2 Collector's Edition. Star Wars Force Unleashed 1. Um, Dragon Quest 6. Dragon Quest 9. Golden... Uh, for the DS. Golden Sun. Um, Dark Dawn, or whatever the sequel is. Or the yep. third one. For yeah, the DS. Um... There was two other games I got for $30. Bachelorette, I think, was one of them, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no. It was yeah. uh, like a rock. It wasn't rock band. But it was like Wii Air Band or something. <laughs> but it was I got them all for $30, I paid. That is awesome. Wow. Yeah. Total. Not each. Total. 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 Total, wow. total price was $30, yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I couldn't got, get a scratch. By the time I got there, it was scraps. Yeah, he got uh, MLB 2008. <laughs> <laughs> he got Drill Dozer for Game Boy Advance box for 99 cents. That was pretty cool. There you go. That's a good yeah. one. I was psyched about that. <sighs> hey, Darren, have you got to go any to... Um, I know Johnny, like, there was a, a retro gaming expo out in BC. Yeah, it's uh, I down in... Yeah, it's down near West. I actually went the first year they had it, and I foolishly saw Tales of Destiny 2, which is Tales of Eternia, yes. in box for like 40 bucks. And I was like, Puh, Please tell that's me inflated. No. Because <laughs> at the time, it wasn't super jacked up. Oh, man. It was originally going for like 30 bucks, And I was like, I'll get it whenever. It never occurred to me. And then like... Not even like five months later, it's like yeah, 130 bucks for yeah. this copy. Oh, wow. But I did manage to get a copy eventually. Oh, that's good. I'm I'm not much of a collector, but I have I, as you may have guessed, I own all the Tales games. Right on, including the Japanese ones. Oh, oh wow, are you, are you into Tales? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually a Final Fantasy guy. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Don't don't let the people know; it'll break their hearts. <laughs> right on. All right, um, guys. Again, thank you very much. This has been a blast. Silent Hill Two was uh, a lot of fun to play, and I'm glad that uh, we all had a chance to talk about it. I'm looking forward to next month and talking about Super Mario RPG. Stoked for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, uh, it's going to be a good time. So. We didn't have an ending scripted for the last episode, so I thought that in honor of this episode, I still wouldn't script one. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah. yeah, we let uh, actually PC uh, PC Wizard was the one who quoted "Game Over," and that's what we ended on. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna meander on here for about another six seconds, and then I'll just wait for one of you to say something clever. So hopefully, we see everybody again next month on the Cartridge Club. God. <laughs> huh? Plug it here. Put on the spot. Yeah. yeah, this is the wrong group for something yeah. clever. <laughs> so uh, we nice. need Retro J or something. Let's <laughs> say about six things clever already. <laughs> you know, we're saying them right now, listening. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> <laughs>